0: Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love... Talk Radio.
1: Talk Radio.
2: Where the hell have you been, Boyle? Kiss it. Good evening, dear listener. Thank you to, um... I don't know what they are. Baldy and the Tramp. Um, I made myself laugh with that. I made myself laugh. That's sticking. Um... We'll talk about being bored tonight and how the world is boring. You fancy that? We'll give it a go. Late Night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late
1: Night, Ian Lee on Talk
0: Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: That's all and right, it? Good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Thank you to uh, Baldy and the Tramp. Sounds like a, a detective series from the 1970s, um, when James Whale well would have been in his 40s. 0344 I want to talk to you tonight about boredom. Isn't everything boring? Life is dull, isn't it? I've spent the last three hours in the office bored out of my brain, and I'm surrounded by television, radio, computers, access to the entire knowledge uh, that is accessible, and every thought, everything that's been written down, noted down by mankind over the millennia, I had access to. I got my smartphone, and do you know what I did for the last three hours? Do you know what I did? Well, I mainly whinged on boards. On the boards. So Bored Me and Kath spent 20 minutes making ourselves chuckle by... Right, there was a thing going around today... Shall we read it? Where's the one that was going around? There was a thing. Is it a meme? That would be a meme, wouldn't it? Is that a meme? I don't know. There was a thing going around. Um, Someone got hold of um, some instructions or some some notes for presenters and producers from a commercial music network, right? And so me and Kath spent... I saw that earlier. I thought, oh we can write we can write a funny one of those for talk radio and make it a little bit rude and a little bit you know we'll poke gentle fun at some of our colleagues and we'll have a laugh at us and stuff so we, i tweeted that but the but the original one um shall i read you some of this and it it is heartbreaking it is heartbreaking to think that someone actually had these thoughts, Paul and Alan, I'll come to you in a bit, even though you're Alan Caddick and Paul Akimbola, Um 03444991000, someone had these thoughts, someone in power, someone in authority, in a, a radio network, had these thoughts, typed them down, and then forwarded on to their presenter's and their producers. It's why the it, it, it's why talk radio is kind of um, uh, talk radio, radio four, some other some other a couple of other shows um, are really kind of standing out as something quite different for the moment. You know, may not always be. So this is um, these are instructions to presenters and producers on a certain music radio network, right? Heading, new music links, speed links, crunch and roll. I don't even know what that means. Crunch and roll? You you, haven't... Crunch and roll. Okay. Always say, then in bold letters, all the biggest hits, all day long, at the top of the link, then in bold letters... Never the end. (gasps) All the biggest hits, all day long, at the top of the link. Don't do it at the end, guys, because if you do, a baby dies. Say the station name into the new song, you idiots. That's obvious, isn't it? If you're going into the new song, you say the station name. Otherwise, a baby dies. These links should be 10 to 15. What's the next word? What's the next word? What's the next word? Seconds, maximum, and capitals only focus on selling the song coming up italics underlined, nothing else. That reminds me, when I um, left, uh, Absolute, I went and had meetings everywhere. I had a meeting here with the old boss when it was Talk Sport, Um, uh, just as he was about to convert the... uh, I had a meeting here with the old boss of Talk Sport, um, because the Through the Night show still used to be, like, phoning and chatty and, um, you know, Mike Mendoza type thing. And I came in pitching for that gig. And within the first two minutes of the meeting, he told me he had ideas he was going to change the overnight slot, well, talk sport, to sport. So it's going to be sport 24 hours a day. What I should have done in that meeting was say, um, I'm going to stop you there, Moz. Um, thanks very much. But I don't know anything about sport. We're wasting each other's time. Instead, what I did was for the next 50 minutes, sat there nodding, going, hmm, yeah, yeah I think that could work. Then <laughs> walked out thinking, I ain't never going to work there. But I had a meeting. I think it was Heart. What was it magic? One of the two. It doesn't matter. I was never going to work there. And the guy meeting me was late. And he came in. He said, I'm really sorry I was late. But I had a meeting with all the presenters. And uh, it was a really good meeting. I've told them I want their links down from 27 seconds to 22 seconds. <laughs> and I just thought, <laughs> I'm not going to work there either. Um, every time you play a B or C list song, now your songs are boring are categorised, A, B, C's. A's will get played a lot, B's not so often, C's even less often. It is new to somebody listening to your show... Sell it to that person each time. If you think you've heard it a lot, the audience are just getting to know it because they're thick. That's what he's saying. Your audience is thick and brain-dead, guys. They've not heard it before. You've heard it loads. You're in the biz. You're a jock. Links into breaks or junctions. (laughs) Always say capitals, all the biggest hits all day long at the top of the link, never the end, this is the second time we've had this instruction, this is how important it is, we don't want people associating our position with commercials, the commercials feed my kids and pay the mortgage so, you know, tease into every break, so a tease is like, coming up after the break, You could win 50 grand on our mystery voice competition. Or coming up after the break, we'll be playing Robbie Williams and Candy. Your teases. The things I just spontaneously tossed off there without a moment's thought. You're The spontaneous chat. You You know when you have a conversation, it's spontaneous. And things pop up in your head and
3: you're...
2: There's a chat. Your teases need to be signed off by your content controller, who, or content director, breakfast producer, breakfast teams, prior to your show. What that saying is, what that saying is, you, any little throwaway line, any little comment like that, got to run it past the boss first, guys. Why am I telling you all this? Because this is why Talk Radio is flipping brilliant. Because we haven't, we haven't got to do any of this stuff here at Talk Radio. Okay, this is why this station is absolutely playing a superb blinder and is filling a massive hole in the market, a soulless void in the market. Because I don't have to tell my boss anything. There was one thing I ran past my boss because I wasn't sure about. And he said, no, don't do that. And that was on the New Year's Eve show. And we were going to have a Deadpool where you would phone in and say, I think in 2017, such and such will die. And I I thought it was a funny idea, but even me thought, well, let me check. And and the boss said, nah, don't do that. That's the only time he's ever said, nah, don't do that. And that's because I asked him, and in my half-hearts, I knew he was going to say that. That's why I checked. (laughs) Next one. Tease me, don't warn me. Sorry, does anyone know what does anyone know what that means? Tease me. Don't warn me. Never tell me the song and artist. The thought of that particular song may prompt me to switch out. So coming up after the break, it's Robbie Williams and... Oh, I'm not saying what. Because if I say candy, you'll switch off. However, once the song starts playing... I'm likely to stick with it. They've changed it now to not them, it's now I. So the, whoever's written this, poor sap, whoever has written this has changed it. Once it, start play, it starts playing, I'm likely to stick with it, even if it is Robbie Williams and Candy. Got a hurricane in the back of her throat. Listing songs or artists is not enough. Sell the upcoming sequence of three songs. Ah! Which one stands out to you? What's great about it? <laughs> What's great about it? <sighs> Share those thoughts with the listener. But hang on, I've only got 10 to 15 seconds and I've got to run it past you before I do that! I can't think! And then the last one, be passionate about what you're playing or talking about next. I can't! you sucked the passion out of my eyes! There is no passion left! Because I've got to remember to say all the biggest hits all day long at the top of the hour, so it distances us from the commercials. I can't do it at the end of the link. And by the way, the links, I've got to run past you, and they can't be any more than 15 seconds long! Do I mention the song? No, it's the artist, not the song. Because you might not like the song, but you might like the artist. That doesn't even make
3: sense.
2: Soulless, man. Absolutely soulless. Sucking the joy. By the way, I've just made myself unemployable by an entire radio network. Sucking the joy out of radio. When you listen to radio, right... Let me check. When I listen to radio, right, I want to hear people. I want to hear people talking with passion. That's why I don't like the woman, but I listen to Julia Hartley Brewer from times. Because... I don't agree with a single thing she says or stands for, but she's passionate about it. And it's good to listen to people that you disagree with, because it it challenges your thinking. And it either makes you think, "Mm, maybe they've got a point, or it firms up your argument. That's why I listen to people like her, because she's passionate. Be passionate about what you're playing or talking about next you can't be passionate when you're sucking the soul out of radio. These demons, these vampires, are putting radio in their mouth and just sucking it all out through a hose. It's awful. That's why talk radio is flipping brilliant, right? And it may not always be like this. We've got figures coming out this week. Who knows, right? Who knows? So enjoy it while you can. And if you enjoy it, tell people you enjoy it. And get them to tell people. And share the podcasts and put on your Facebook page the ways that people can listen. And download the apps. Because I tell you what, this entire business that we're in now, the commercial factor, it's all driven by you lot and by numbers. It's driven by numbers, so, if we don't get the numbers, we'll be out on our ear and you'll have uh, robo talk. That's what you'll get. And when I'm listening to music radio, and there are, there are, you know, jocks, people I'm not trying to make a living, I'm not knocking any of you at all. Right. I'm probably going to make a load of enemies with this. I'm not knocking you at all. Genuinely, I respect anybody that can turn a dollar in this stupid, stupid business. You know, whether it is, uh, on a, on a national station, a local station, a franchise station, whether you're, you're, you're doing a podcast from Nana's bedroom and you're getting a few quid off that. Genuinely, if you can turn a dollar by speaking into a microphone, well done. Well done. Good for you. Excellent. David, shove it up your ass. Especially when there's a high repeat schedule on stations of the like of talk radio. There's not, David. That's bullshine. There is not a high repeat d- d- schedule on here. We have best ofs at the weekend, but it accounts for 12 hours over the weekend, something like that. Mate, you've got Paul Ross... You've got, um, Julia. You've got, um, uh, you've got John Holmes. You've got Sam Delaney. You've got, um, Baldy and the Tramp. You've got me. You've got Galloway. You've got the, uh, Alexis doing the, the hustle show at the weekend. There's loads of stuff. Through the night, we simulcast with Talk, talk Sport on the two mics. So don't give me there's a high repeat schedule, David. That's absolute nonsense. Right? Absolute nonsense. Going back to this, when I, hear, when I listen to music radio, I want to hear a presenter who's got a connection with the music. That's why I listen to Six Music. Or I listen to, um, who's downstairs now? Virgin. Because you'll get, prese- Edith Bowman, right? Does the breakfast on Virgin. She's got a connection with the music. She knows about music. She likes music. She moves in musical circles. Jeff Lloyd. He knows everything about the Beatles. He knows so much about music. He surrounds himself with music. And when he finds a song that touches him there, when Edith finds a song that gets her there, when um uh, uh, Radcliffe and McConey find a song that get them there, when Lauren Laverne finds a song that makes her tingle, when Jamie East finds a record that sends shivers down his spine... He'll he'll enthuse about it. They'll infuse about it and tell you why you should like that song. But also accept that you might not like that song and that's fine. And if you don't like that song, you'll probably like the one after it. And you get people <laughs> in authority earning twice what I'm earning, three times what I'm earning, right in this stuff, right in these... Instructions on how to do radio. Here's the thing. If I had a radio station, right, I would employ people. If it was, Let's say it was a, a music station. Mixture of music and speech. I would employ people who knew about music and who could talk and who had life experience. Don't necessarily mean they're of an age, you can have life experience and be 18 years old, don't matter. But I would employ those people who knew about music, who had a passion for music, who perhaps, they had, they liked different genres of music, but you know, um and um could talk, and could tell stories. That's what it's all about, music radio, you're playing records and you're telling stories. That's what it's all about. And you get rubbish like this rubbish like this. This is why the majority of radio is bland as flip, man. Bland as flip. And this is why an experiment like talk radio, this is an expensive experiment, it's why it's, it doesn't, and it's not all right. It's not all perfect. Some of you don't like the repeats. All right. Well, that's fine. I can understand that. I happen to think there's enough variety at the weekends to make the repeats worthwhile. Bob Mills and Howard Hughes, Sunday evening, six hours of pure, wonderful storytelling and lies from both shows that you wouldn't hear anywhere else. Six hours in a row. flipping <laughs> heck! If you've not heard Bob Mills' show... It's brilliant. I don't listen to it all the way through. I can't, I haven't got that time at the weekend. But I do like to dip in and out of it. I'll have it on in the kitchen. And then I'll wander off and I'll come back. And it's just, th- it's three people having a chat. And I happened to know two of the people that were on it this week, or I'd worked with them. And it was just like eavesdropping on a chat. It was wonderful. Then Howard Hughes started talking out of his ass. It was brilliant. I loved it. Fell asleep to it. That's what radio should be about. Passion. And people talking and telling stories and going, oh, I found this song. I think you might like it. Here's why I think you might like it. Here's what I think you should be looking out for. Flipping heck. First three calls of the night. Caddick, Akimbola and Nigel. didn't mean to go off on a tangent on that. I was talking about being bored, wasn't I? Well, carry on talking about boredom in a minute. Oh, 03444991000. Four,
1: Late night, Ian Lee
2: on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Gaza says, why is Ian Lee always shouting? Something wrong with him, I guess. I'm not always shouting! Sometimes I lean in, lean into the mic like this and talk like that but I'm shouting there because I'm flipping angry man I'm angry and I'm passionate I love radio right it's the best medium not the best paid job I've ever had by a long long way by a long way right but it is the best medium I'll tell you why I was driving in the other night flicking through the stations as I do listen to a bit of Sam listen to a bit of another uh, uh, newsy station then I settled on p.m on Radio four because I like Eddie Mayer the last thirty minutes of what is ostensibly a world news show was him talking to another BBC presenter Steve Hewlett who is dying of cancer it was incredible. I have never heard anything so human in my entire life. Two, I make up their friends. I don't know. They speak to each other as if they are friends and they josh each other. And, um, uh, Eddie Mayer was so relaxed in the company of this gentleman who's been told he may now only have a few weeks to live. He was making jokes about him popping his clogs. That's how relaxed they were. He may have even used the phrase, when you snuff it. I can't remember. It was something like that. It was the most human thing I've ever heard. It was incredible bit of storytelling. And it was real. We were just watching some poxy drama on the telly about Shannon Matthews, right? You know, the, the, the girl that was, was, was kidnapped, but she was kidnapped by her mum and it was all a fake. And it was, a, you know, it was, a, it was an incredible story. It was, but it didn't feel real didn't feel real, because it wasn't real, because it was acting, and it was brilliant actors, and they were doing the story brilliantly, but there was just something missing, just something missing, whereas if you'd listen to um, these two blokes, talking in a hospital, with one of them told he's probably only got weeks left to live so urgent but, you know, so worried was the doctor that she said, look, I know you want to marry your um, girlfriend, you should probably do it today wow and we were lucky enough to be able to eavesdrop on that conversation. We were sat in the hospital at the edge of the bed, listening to Eddie and Steve having a chat. And we had to be quiet because we were listening to it. But what was great was while we were listening, we could pass notes to each other going, flipping it, this is incredible. I was passing notes to Miranda Sawyer because I, I saw that she was listening to it. I passed her a note and said, I'm in pieces listening to this. She she sent me a little note back on Twitter saying, yeah, me too. Isn't this incredible? That's what radio is, man. And it doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be miserable. It doesn't have to be people dying. It can be a laugh. I like to think that most nights we come in here and we have a laugh. We we sit and we mess around. We talk nonsense and we have a laugh. And I say that my kids have done something stupid and wonderful today. And you'll phone in and say that your kids have done something stupid and wonderful at the weekend. And then someone else will phone in and say, oh, I saw a really funny film. I think you might like it. It's like real, isn't it? It's real. It's passion. Stories. That's why I'm shouting, guys That's why I'm shouting, right? Because I'm passionate about radio. It is the best Medium. I get more from this than I do from watching te- uh, television. By pre- I'm talking about presenting and listening. I get more from radio than I do from watching telly, um, than I do, certainly than I do from reading the newspapers, um, certainly than I do from watching films. The closest thing is a really good book for me. Might be different for you. The closest thing is a really good book. But for me, radio is what it's all about, man. And it is. Wonderful. And we've heard amazing things on here. Talking about, you know, the, the Steve Hewlett on Radio 4, we've heard amazing things. We had a fella phone in a few weeks ago, had terminal cancer, do you remember? And he was all upbeat and all positive. What a privilege. What a privilege. And you get drones sending out um, instructions like that. Your links can only be 10 to 15 seconds max. Don't forget to run them past the content controller. <sighs> If I ran a radio station, I would employ people that I trusted, that, um, had life experience, that could tell stories and were passionate. That's it. Whether it's a speech based station, um, or, or whether it's a music station. That's what I do. That is what I do. Those are the people I'd get. I'd tell them the rules. There are rules. Of course, there are rules. Ofcom. Never had an Ofcom complaint upheld. A few of you made complaints last month. Not one has been upheld because I know the rules. I know what the rules are. So you tell them the rules. You say, this is as far as you can go. Away you go. Go and make radio. And do you know what? Some of it doesn't work. Some of these shows have been ropey. Bits of shows have been ropey. Entire shows have been ropey. Brilliant. Brilliant. We learn from our mistakes. Well, you don't learn anything when you do things right. You learn very little when you keep doing things right. When you muff things up, when things go spectacularly wrong, when you have some idiot on who keeps swearing and a swear gets out, that's when you learn stuff. Me and Kath learned more in that 10-minute interview than the last six months at the other place I worked at. Because it went hideously wrong. Beautiful. Beautiful. We learnt. My boss, saying that, that is the one time my boss has phoned me up, said, Ian, we need to have a chat. And I went, yeah. And I was grateful. He phoned me up. He told me what I did wrong. He told me what I needed in the future. He said, don't do it again. I thanked him. Beautiful. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Andrew says, Ian, what did you mean talk radio is an experiment? Well, it's a punt. Any commercial business, any new commercial business is a punt. A lot of money has been poured into this punt. At the moment, it's working. Let's see if it keeps on working. I'm going to talk about boredom in a bit. Sorry, that rank. I don't know where that rank came from. And I'm, my voice is going a little bit. And the first three callers are Kadik, Akimbola and Nigel. So it, it, <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows. Uh, I can tell Nigel how much money I've lost on that deal. 344
0: is the uh, telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night.
1: Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: 344 let's crack on, let's go to... Right, I, d- I mean, I don't know where to start. Um, let's, 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 let's go down the traditional route, shall we? Um, we play the biggest hits all day long. Evening, Caddick. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 cats. You really went tough on one today. I it? have got a rocket up my jacksy, sir. Oh dear, what happened with the commercials? No, nothing's happened. I just, this, this thing got me annoyed and, um, I was, uh, nothing happened. We're all good. I was going to talk about being bored, Alan. Oh, dear. It's been one of those days. No, well, it, it, do you know what? It, it has and it hasn't. I got my, um, I got my car fixed for all those concerned. Oh. I got my car fixed. How well, much did it cost? Well, it costs, um, the, well, here's the thing. Okay, we can do this, right? So, a, a, a bicycle, a cyclist, round into the back of my car last night and he smashed the back passenger side light, right? Well, that's going to Bit. Well, it was going to cost a bit, and I'm, I'm, I, I, to my shame, I, I was in shock and I was angry, and I got out and I swore at him. A lot. And I called him an effing idiot, and all of that stuff, right? I'm not proud of it.
4: Road rage.
2: Well, it, well, it wasn't road rage. I was in shock and I was angry, because I thought, because if you've got smashed back light, Alan, you can get points on your licence. You I was in that episode of Bill where Smithy smashed the tail light of a car. I've not. I've missed the episode of the Bill. I must have that on VHS at home somewhere to watch. But you can get points, and I've already got six points. I don't want to get any more points. So I was very angry and I was upset. But but but, I apologised. I texted the guy last night and I, I apologised. Anyway, I found this great um, service online. I can't remember what it's called, but basically they send a mechanic out to you to fix it. That's convenient. It, well, it, it is brilliant, right? And so this fella, you, bu- you book a slot, and I booked a slot between twelve and two. Yeah. And this fella rocked up at one, and he fixed Ooh. it. It only took him ten minutes to fix, and he was delightful. 138 quid. Now... Ouch. Noel, the young cyclist gentleman said he would pay for it all. Yeah. And I was very happy with that, and I said, fine. And so I sent him the bill tonight, I said, look, I've had it done, 138 quid, here's the bill. And then after I'd sent that email, I said to Kath, I said, you know what? It was an accident. It was 140 quid, just under 140 quid. It said, I said, it was an accident. He was a nice guy. I, I imagine, I make up that 140 quid is a lot of money to him. It's a yeah. lot of money to me. It's a lot of money to a lot of people, 140 quid. Yeah. And I said, and I still feel a bit bad that I swore at him. Because that was unnecessary. Okay. So... And I was asking Kath this, I said, should I say to him, look, you give me a 100 quid and I'll, I'll cover the 39, 50, the extra 40 quid? Yeah. And Kath went, well, why would you do that? And I said, because I'm a nice guy, Katherine. So I did. I sent him an email saying, look, 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 I feel bad about what happened. It was an accident. If you pay 100, I'll pay the 40 quid. If you're happy with that, we'll call it quid. So we'll see if he gets back in touch. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. So that felt like the here we go. That felt like the right thing to do.
5: Yeah, it does
2: definitely. The right thing to do was it's to the make human that, thing to do to make that offer, and um, you know, because you imagine that you're riding your bike home and you, you lose a you focus for a bit, and suddenly you got a bill for 140 quid. So. Um, that felt like the right thing to do. So that's that's been uh, my day. Alan took the kids to to uh, the opticians. That was hard I work. New glasses? Uh, no, they don't. They just went and got their eyes tested. That uh, it was it was it was a tough old thing. You try and get in a five year old and a seven year old to sit still and do eye charts. Um, it was really really hard work. Then we went to Wagamummers. I ate too much food and I came to work. Well you, know, you can eat buffet there? No. What well, Wagamummers? Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Doesn't Wagamamas mean naughty mouth or something?
6: I've never heard of it.
2: Oh, it's, it's, it's very delicious. Uh,
6: oh, no. it a steakhouse?
2: No, it's not a steakhouse, Alan. 0344 499 1000. Akimbola,
1: Nigel, you're coming up next. Late nights, Ian Lee.
0: On air and off the On talk radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Wag a moment. I'm sure it means something like Naughty Mouth or Stinky Child. or st- It's something. It's something. Um... Oh, God. I mean, really. Let's go... What the heck was that? Jeez. Paul Akinbola. Hello. Hello, Paul. Is your mouth anywhere near the telephone, sir? No. Could, well, could you do me a favour and move it near to the telephone, sir? Uh, That's yeah. it. There we go. Well, um, do you, you hear that the Blind Date is coming back? Yeah, Blind Date's coming back on Channel 5. Beautiful. And I want
7: you to make a um, campaign on the air to have Mark Golden, who's put me on on channel for or Quaker, just the, the you did a of blind date,
2: Mark, but Mark Dolan and who? Or oh, Craig Charles? Craig Charles, what, 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 what to be to what to host it? Yeah, campaign. You, you want? Can... Hang in a minute, Paul ackenbola You want me? Former, no, no, te... no, former, no, te... no, what? No. You, you should not online campaign. campaign you to... you yeah. want me? No. Former television host and very, very comfortable in front of an auto queue, series of cameras, wearing an earpiece, live or pre-recorded. You want me to launch an online campaign to get Mark Dolan or Craig Charles the blind date hosting job?
5: Yeah.
2: You should launch it. I should, I should be, I should be launching blind date that yeah. Uh Paul, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to do that. You're not going to host it? No, I'm not going to... I'm not... I'm not going to launch a campaign that would give um, my rivals in the workplace um, a, a, a head start on what should be my job. Um,
3: Blind the well, data.
2: Well... Why don't you, you launch it's... a campaign to get Mark Dolan to do Bloody Blind Date if you love him so much, and then you can go on there. You can be contestant number three, and then you can marry him.
8: Uh, Only joking.
2: Great jokes, guys. Thanks for the Vance, Paul. I loved it. Let's go to We Thought He Died. It's um, Nigel from Maidstone.
9: (laughs) Oh, hi, Ian. Nigel. I used to love Blind Date with Cilla Black, didn't
2: you? Blind date? No, be, honestly, I thought it was rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Blind Date. That's the start of the tune to Blind Date. No, it's well, it's it's sort <laughs>
9: of.
2: <laughs> Did it, Sims, You're anyway. sort of missing out every third and seventh note. Well, it's... it's. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, Nigel, I don't yeah. know if you... You don't listen to this show, so you won't have heard me yeah. last night talking about yeah. exactly how much money we made from no. the songs that we released. Someone,
9: je- someone told me to ring you on uh, Facebook. Yeah, to to yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. Um, it turns out, Nigel, Yes. I had massively overestimated how much money our songs had made on itunes yeah yeah Yeah. i thought we made about 350 quid right so i paid Mm. you 30 Mm. quid a song Mm. i got 60 pounds because how many songs Mm. did you do um two songs thank you yeah and i paid dan the dc dj 30 quid a song he did three Mm. songs how much did he get
9: uh, I think he got 50, didn't he? No, 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 no he got 80. 90? 90.
2: 90, yeah. And I owe Barry 30 quid, but I'm not going to give it to him, because he's dead. Oh. And I thought that no, I get... he didn't die. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Sorry, oh. Uh, we think he was murdered by his son Dave, who was a drug addict. Oh, God Um, Christ. so I thought... I'd get a bit of money and we'd all be happy, right? So, yeah, I, it, yeah. it, well, it turns out, Nigel, mm. we didn't make about 350 quid. No. We made about 130 quid. Uh, oh. So I paid you 60 and I paid Dan 90. That's 150 quid. So I'm down mm. 20 quid already. Yes. And then I've got to pay the tax on it, which will mm. be about another 60 quid. So. You, you still
9: sold. You didn't sell three hundred and fifty albums then. So eighty two hundred and eighty albums you didn't sell.
2: You're just saying numbers. So basically Mm. I you've made sixty quid. Mm. Dan's made ninety quid. It's cost me eighty quid. Mm. I have paid eighty pounds for the privilege of having to um work with you.
9: Yeah, you can have it back if you want. No,
2: I'm not asking I, for it I, I'm back. I'm very
9: pleased to have the privilege of you working with me say, on the on the album, because I... I, I I really enjoyed doing it. So
2: and you're pleased that I had the privilege of working with you because you no, enjoyed no, doing I, it. No, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm pleased that you worked with me to make the record. Well, and, it and was it was fun. I, I wish it hadn't cost me eighty pounds, but no, it was but fun. It was really
9: good fun, and, it, and, uh, and uh, it was there were good songs with you. It was put together well by the rest of the crew. Anyway,
2: <laughs> well, we won't be doing it again. That's for no, sure. It's very good. Everyone was pleased with it. How well, has life been for it. you, Nigel? Um, pardon? How has life been for you, Nod?
9: Um, uh, fine. Uh, okay, apart from the cold, being nervous to cold too yep. much, but never mind.
2: Now. It's nippy.
9: Yeah, so you didn't like the you didn't like Silla Black doing the, the Blind Date. I, I didn't time. really,
2: I didn't really like Blind Date. It reminded me of being mm. fourteen and too young to go out on a Saturday night when it was on and being forced yeah. to sit with your mum and watch Blind Date Date. I think
9: it was a bit false in some ways, and maybe some of it was fixed as well. Was it?
2: I think it was. Towards the end, it was all fixed. And they yeah, because people didn't realise at the
9: time. But but she did put it over well, didn't she? Oh, listen,
2: I'm not knocking Silla. Silla no. was a class act. You can't. Mm. She was. She was a she uh, everything
9: well didn't she she
2: was well she Honest. was a, she was a proper talent was silly i'm not knocking silly i just didn't like the program
9: and when she first started singing when she was about 25 or 20 with the beatles yes she was uh, she was really a better singer then as well wasn't she uh,
2: I,
3: I
9: think
2: uh, yeah she was the um a top singer she worked in the cloakroom in the mm. Cavern Club.
9: The ca- that's right, and that's where she met the Beatles. Yep. 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 yep, um, yep. yep. That was marvelous. and marvelous. What
2: time. do you want to sing tonight, Nigel? I've got I've got a record
9: ready here called Misty, uh, a Johnny Mathis song. I don't think I've done that one before. On nah, not,
2: forget, that, forget that. Forget P- that. Forget that. I don't want it. Oh. I don't want to hear that. I want to. Oh. I want. I want to sing with you, brother. I want to get yes. the band back together just for one night. We're doing a free concert for charity. <laughs> um, we're gonna. Serious. We're, this is a free concert. For charity. Mm. So, what do you want to sing, Nigel? Let's do it.
9: Well, who do you want to sing about?
2: Um, well, I'm, I was going to say Scylla Black, but I'm just worried mm. that you might throw in an inappropriate line about her past. No, passing, no, I don't so. think we should do that when no, she's dead, no. no. Well, you can sing mm. about dead people.
9: No, I mean, I was going to do a tribute to George Michael. Um, oh. There's a song that he does called, uh, <laughs> um, well, anyway, there's a song, a song I do that he used Why don't to we do,
2: should we do a tribute to George Michael?
9: Um, but I don't know all the words to all, all well, of his songs. You, do, but... you, do you ever? No. Well then, what would you like to <laughs>
2: sing, and we'll sing it together? But
9: do you know the words to? Well, you pick a song. You pick. Um, I'm never whisper.
2: gonna dance again. Oh, Guilty oh, yeah, Kallis feet Kallis ain't got no yeah. rhythm. Though oh, it's
9: careless see... whisper, because I know most of the words. So... Okay, well let's do that. Yeah, are you going to
2: sing with me? Yeah, 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 I'll join, I'll join yeah. in. I might I might drop a little rap over the top um, about oh, George right. Michael.
9: I'll, start, I'll, I'll count you. One, two, three. I'm never going to dance again. Dance again. Guilty, Guilty feet. Got no rhythm. rhythm. But it's easy to it pretend. pretend. I'm never going to dance again. I thought you,
2: kn- thought you knew this one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew this one. This no, is, I this is what I you knew. Words. I've forgotten the words. All right, here we go, here we go. Club Tropicana drinks are free oh, I not that one either Fun and laughter There's enough for everyone Could oh. you do another one with me? Um, Yeah,
9: sure, That that This one mm. I know the words to. He did this a jazz album that oh, I've got.
2: Yeah, he George did, Michael's like, jazz album. Yeah. I must remember to it goes order like It this. Uh, one, two, two, three.
9: It seems, seems we three. stood oh. and we'll talk together. Oh, let me start again. Well... <laughs> It seems Please we stood and talked together somehow. Um, we looked at each other and. This in isn't the same a George weekend. Michael song! But I can't remember where or when. This isn't a, this isn't a, this isn't a George Michael song! The clothes you're no, he's wearing not. We're, we're, are the clothes you wore? It's not the a George. Jo- you were smiling, you were smiling a George, then. It's not a but song. I can't remember when. Where George, or when. You sing the next bit, okay? No,
2: don't! It's not a George Michael song! Sounds oh. <laughs> good.
9: No, it was on his jazz album.
2: Young guns are having some fun. Crazy ladies <laughs> to get off the... <laughs> bu- Wise guys realise there's danger in emotional ties. Bop, 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 but you can't chew. One, two, three, baby. You
9: don't need me. You can do it on your own. Wake me
2: up before you <laughs> do go-go. Go. Don't go-go. leave me hanging on like a... Go-go. Yo-yo. It's yo-yo. <laughs> you mop it.
9: I never listened to his
2: records. Nah, no, it, it weren't that good, really. No, I
9: mean, I, I, the Tropicana one I used to listen to. And oh, no,
2: you're he... thinking of um, you're thinking of the Umbongo song. Umbongo, Umbongo, and never, they drink never, it in the Congo. are never going to dance again. I used to listen to that one. What was the Umbongo song about? Um, oh. No, what was, oh, Kiora, to orangey for crows. It's just for me and my dog. Do you remember that? Mm.
9: No, I've never heard of that Should
2: one. Shall we sing, let, hang on a minute, let's sing mm. the Kiora song. Hang on. Hang on, let me get it. Uh, do,
9: are you gonna uh, let's do a song about somebody somebody famous again?
2: Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Let's we're mm. gonna we're gonna do hang on, this is what we're gonna sing. This is what we're gonna sing.
3: Dora,
2: oh I don't think this advert could be shown now.
3: P-ora. Let's do one. Yes. It's too orangey for crows. Just for me and my dog. I'll
2: be your dog. <laughs> P- I'll
5: be A
2: little bit racist, that ad. Oh, my God. Yeah, he probably can't play that. It's a little bit racist, that. Don't say anything, Nigel.
9: Why don't we sing "Fly Me to the Moon" together?
3: Fly me to the, to the moon, moon. Let, let me play among the stars. Let me know what, what
9: life is like on Jupiter and Mars. Mars. In other words, hold, hold my hand. In other words. Darling, kiss Give me, me, fill my heart with tongue, and let me sing, sing forevermore. Because that you are all I long, that long that
3: for, that all I'll and oh, In other
10: words, hold my hand,
3: I, I
5: love you, do be do 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 Oh, beautiful, Nigel.
2: Thank you, mate. Thank you. Excellent. 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 Maybe, let me, can we get those notes back up again? Because maybe those notes were right. 10 to 15 seconds maximum is the way it should be. 0344 499 is the telephone number. So the thing I was going to talk about is boredom right how often do you find yourself bored really so we were sat Oh, well, me and Kath, we, we spent um we spent 20 minutes that was it that's how we started we spent 20 minutes writing a nice little spoof of um those radio instructions we we, we kind of made it for talk radio and we had a dig at baldy and uh, the tramp and julia hartley brewer and we we joked about there being no listeners fingers crossed for Rajars this week's guys and um, we, anyway, we had a bit of fun doing that. That was 20 minutes. So I saw that this morning. I thought, oh, we can do that for work. That'll be fun. And I wrote a bit and I gave it to Kath and she filled in some bits that I couldn't do. And then I saw, and I took and it, we passed it back and forth. It was a nice, it's a nice little writing exercise doing that. And then we finished that about 20 past seven. And then we had nothing to do. Absolutely nothing to do. And all, for the most part, I, this is i mean what a waste of time i sat there um hitting the refresh button on twitter I was I, I literally must have spent an hour and a half doing that and then we looked at a few videos on youtube we looked at the episode of the batman with bruce lee and where bruce lee and robin have a fight it, it exists we looked at then i showed her a, a scene from a invasion usa the chuck norris film where there's a guy rowing a boat forwards that's not possible is it? You can't when you row you row backwards. Whichever way you sit you're rowing backwards. And in this this film there's a scene where the guys rowing up to Chuck Norris's house in a swamp and he's rowing forwards and I just thought it, it just it just sat uncomfortably with me. Then we looked at Twitter again and we are we jokingly argued about who was going to make the tea or the coffee and I went and made one a bit later and she went and but, but do you know what? Boring, man. We're bored. And I seem to spend, and this comes from within, not from without, I think, seem to spend a lot of my life bored. Really bored. And I've got a cracking book on the go at the moment, the Robbie Robertson autobiography, the guy from the band. I'm enjoying that. Got the new record collector, which I've got an article in.
3: Uh,
2: I just Bored but being bored is good, right? And I don't think kids are bored enough. I think being bored is important for kids because it, it, it fires off their imagination. You know, bored. But nothing to do. I'll go go and find something to do. And you create stuff. And when you're kids, you either create games or my eldest made a comic the other day. You know, you create stuff. And I think um necessity is the mother of invention. I think boredom is the mother of creativity. Boom! Is that an actual saying, or have I just made that up? I've just made that up, haven't I? Yeah. While uh, necessity may be the mother, necessity may be the mother of invention, but boredom is the father of creativity. <laughs> I don't know. If I took it a step too far I don't know. But I do think it is. Being bored, you kind of your your mind is forced to come up with ways to entertain itself. And you come up with the most stupid stupid things. My eldest was telling me they went on a school trip today to uh, where Florence Nightingale to, to her hospital or something. And I said, what did you learn about Florence Nightingale? Can we check these facts that I'm about to tell you? He said she had a pet owl called Athena that lived in her pocket. Can we check that out? Three things. Pet Owl, named Athena, lived in her pocket. Because if... Is that all true? The boy's a genius. The boy's a genius. Fair play, then. What a great school trip if you come away with that. What did you learn on your entire school trip? That Florence Nightingale had a pet owl called Athena that lived in her pocket. Wonderful. Well, then there you go. 03444991000. I'll ramble on a bit more after this. Talk Radio. The switchboard is clear. The fruitcakes I think have been on for the first hour and we've got two more hours of this stuff. Now would be an excellent time to call. 03444991000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Weirdest news ever. Does anyone else feel uncomfortable hearing that bloke being murdered? I did. I felt I that. Do we need to hear that? If that comes up again, I'm going to dump it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going. I I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think that's appropriate. And also, the story about the um, PIA. Pakistan International Airways, or as we used to call it, perhaps it'll arrive. Travelled with them many times. That's weird, isn't it? The reason that the RAF went and guided it down to land at Stansted was because they'd had a tip-off about something, but it was coincidence there was a wanted man on there?
10: That is weird. Hi there, nice to be with you. Happy you could stick around. Like to introduce Legs, Larry Smith, drums... And Sam Spoon's rhythm pole. And Vernon Dudley Bohay no bass guitar. And Neil Innes, piano. Come in, Rodney Slater, auto saxophone. With Roger Ruskin Spear on tenor sax. Hi, Vivian Stanchel, trumpet. Big hello to Big John Wayne, xylophone. And Robert Morley's guitar. Billy buffin spoons. And looking very relaxed, adult Hitler on vibes. Nice. Princess Anne on sousaphone. Introducing Liberace clarinet. With Ron and Ted Armstrong on vocals. Both Snooty and his pals tap dancing. In the group with Harold Wilson, violin. Franklin McCormack on harmonica. Over there, Eric Clark, the ukulele. Hi, Eric. On my left, Sir Kenneth Clark, Bates Sacks. Great honor, sir. Specially flown in for us, a Sessions Gorilla on Fox Humana. Nice to see Incredible Shrinking Man on Euphonium. Drop out with Peter Scott on duck Call. Hearing from you later, Captain Over on More. Yeah, digging General Legol on accordion. Really wild, General. Thank you, sir. Rod Rogers on trigger. Julian Wild Man of on bongos. Trump Bassy Orchestra on triangle. Thank you. Great to hear the Rollinsons on trombone. Back from his recent operation, Down Drop. Hot. And representing the flower people, Quasimodo on bells Wonderful to hear Brainiac on banjo We welcome Baldunicum as himself Very appealing, Max Jaffa Mmm, that's nice, Max what a team, Zebra Kitten, Horace Bachelor on percussion. the great favourite and a wonderful performer, all is here, J.R. The Rack on Garth.
2: Oh, There's always time in the world, dear listener, for the bonzos. Always time for the bonzos. I think Sir Henry at Rawlinson's end needs a re-watching to see if I dig it this time, because I didn't used to. Oh, 344 four, four, nine, nine, Late Nights with Ian Lee, uh, on Talk Radio, a phone-in show, a late-night phone-in show, unlike any other in the world. If you find one like it, let me know, because I'd, I, this is the kind of show I would like to listen to. This is the show that I would want to put on my radio and drive around listening to, or look, well, listen to, listen in bed to this, probably not, a bit too loud for me to listen in bed to. Oh well. Um, but you can call in about anything. We're getting new listeners all the time, are we? We'll find out Thursday. But I, I like to think we're getting new listeners all the time. I know we are, because people are texting and tweeting and we're getting followers and all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you're sitting here, sitting there... Waiting for the hook. Waiting for the question. Waiting for the angle. Waiting for your cue to call in. There is no cue to call. There is no question. There is no angle. There is no topic for this hour. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's a sprawling, desolate wasteland of digital radio. Three hours, Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock at night till 1 o'clock in the morning. The dream slot, right? And it's anything you want it to be. Literally anything you want it to be. The only rules are don't phone in about Trump, don't phone in about Brexit. Although saying that, saying that, I've kind of loosened my, my grip on those rules a little bit. A little bit. I think there is room to talk about those things a little bit. But that's not what this is. Most other shows, most other phoning shows, oh fun about Donald Trump, oh I don't like Brexit. Oh I like Brexit. Oh, blah, 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 blah. oh that John Burko, he shouldn't have said that, he should be sacked. All oh, that John Burko, I liked him, he said that. He shouldn't be sacked. I mean I was- this is, it, it's a, a blank canvas. It's um, an empty digital space. It's infinite. It can be shaped and moulded and coloured and ignored and turned up and turned down and you can turn your back on it. Anything you want. Literally. All you've got to do if you want to, if you want to. If you want to help manipulate it into some form of shape, if you want to squeeze it into a bit of a shape, or stretch it into a bit of shape, or add a little bit of colour, or kind of twist a little bit to get some texture, the best way to do that is to call in. Texts and tweets, they're kind of groovy, but if you really want to manipulate the vibrations of the show as they pass through my microphone and out through people's speakers into their homes or their cars or their bedrooms or their kitchens or their um headphones, the best way to do that, the real best way to get a hands-on grasp is to pick up the telephone and call. I'm not going to tell you what to call in about. That would be cheating. I know the answers. You need to discover them. Oh, 03444991000 four, is the phone number. Have I given you enough clues? Let me give you one more. Anything goes. You phone up, you speak to Catherine, she'll take your name and number, she'll call you straight back. Between quarter past 11 and quarter to 12, actually, the last week or so, between now and, and 12, this hour has been a little bit quiet on the calls. So if you call up, You'll be on pretty much instantly. Okay, we have a couple of minutes while I do one of these stupid things, but you'll be on pretty much instantly. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dredge is on the line. Evening, dredge. All the biggest hits all day long. <laughs> oh man that sounds like fun i want to jump off a cliff i don't i've, I've booked in when we took the boys to, to have their eyes done um i should probably go for an eye test because I'm, I'm finding i'm squinting a bit at the moment i'm stri- my eyes aren't as good as they were about three weeks ago but i think that might be the medication but 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 for ages uh dredge um i've been wanting to book are you right
11: yeah sorry i've got a slight um last laugh there
2: don't this is the serious. No, this ah, is, no, yes, this is hey, the serious no, bit. Oh no, don't! Uh, did, I, did I tell you? Did I tell you? Now then, Dredge. Did I tell? Oh, did matter? Does Oh no, never mind. Did I tell that's you when? Brilliant. That's
11: a that's a brilliant Tommy Cooper, by oh. the way. Did I tell actually...
2: you when um, Frankie Howard came on to me? I beg your pardon. Yeah, this is true. I <laughs> Frankie Howard when I was in the lower sixth because we went with some upper six. So well, how old are you in the lower sixth? 16 years old, I think. Oh, and yeah. um, we got into Frankie Howard, and it was kind of just, bef- he had a, just before he died, Frankie Howard had a, had a bit of a rebirth as a bit of a cult hero, as he did. Every few years, he'd have a bit of a rebirth. And we went and saw him just before that kind of rebirth happened. Maybe it was, it was in the zeitgeist, right? It was the vibrations. So we went and saw him. Um, me... My friend, probably Malcolm, Matthew, and Paul. We went and saw him. Maybe it was in Croydon. I don't know. Maybe it was in maybe it was in Hammersmith. Might have been. It was the Lyric Theatre in Hammersmith. That's where it was. And um, we went and saw him a couple of times. What some place? Maybe Croydon. Then we saw him in Lyric. And um, is that a small? Any smallish? Smallish venue, A Nice small intimate theatre. So I don't know what does Lyric hold. Seven hundred something like that, right? And, um, what was interesting was I saw him twice and, and both nights the act was bang on word for word, exactly the same. I didn't, it didn't diminish my love for him. I thought it was wonderful. And we got a picture. We bought a, a Frankie Howard picture on the merch stand, which I've, I have thrown away because I'm dumb. And we went backstage through four 16 year old lads went to the stage door. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Um, we were wondering if um, we could meet Frankie Howard and get him sign our picture, thinking we'd be turned away immediately. Yeah, no worries, lads, come in. Straight away, we are ushered in, and we stood there going, what? And then Frankie Howard came out. Oh, yes, 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 my boys, what do you want? My... We went, um, just wonder if we could get your autograph, Mr Howard. Oh, yeah, my... oh, yeah, And he took us into his dressing room and he was fiddling in his pockets to find a pen and he kept bullet- pulling out. He must have pulled out about a dozen miniatures, little miniatures, spirit bottles, right? Right, we're to write. And he wrote, and we got him to write this... Basically, he wrote an essay on there. And I've chucked the picture away like an idiot. He wrote this essay and he dedicated it to everyone in the sixth form, all these names. There was about a dozen names on there, and he wrote this. And um and there was this weird bit, Dredge, when we were just kind of stood there, and it was the four of us, four young lads, and Frankie Howard and his assistant. And um we just stood there and he was sort of looking at us for a bit. And it was we were silent for about a minute, two minutes, and we went, um All right then, Frankie, we'll Mr. <laughs> Howard, I think we call it. Alright, Mr. Howard, we'll um we'll be off then. Oh <laughs> and uh, you could see he looked a bit sad and a bit disappointed. And we went off, and I didn't even... And it wasn't until quite a while later, probably after he died. Now, that would have been... We saw him in about 1989. So, uh, I didn't even know he was gay, right? Didn't even know he was gay, right? And, and then the stories came out. Not that he was a paedophile. I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. But, but, but... He liked younger men. As a lot, you know, a lot of people like younger men or women. He liked younger men. And looking back, he was obviously thinking, wow, you know, this someone's, uh, a delivery has arrived. This is wonderful. Um, and, you know, it, we got him all excited by being keen, enthusiastic 16 year old boys. Um, and then, uh, you know, we left him, we left him high and dry, so to speak, but, um, why am I telling you about that night that I nearly um, got off with Frankie Howard? <laughs> I don't know where that. Why have you done this to me, Dredge?
11: What do you mean, why have I done this to you? You've, you've made me you've tell you. You've
2: done it to yourself. You've done yet it. Yet again. To yet again. Yet again. Anyway, Dredge, what are you called in for? Well, first of
11: all, why didn't you play I'm Bored by the Bonzo Dog Band?
2: Uh, yeah, I know. Do you know why? Because I'd forgotten that song existed until just now. That's a good reason. It's, it's, it's not a bad one, is it? As reasons go, it's a pretty good one.
11: I like, I like the Bonzos a lot, but I, I really did not understand the Sir Henry film. I mean, that is one of the strangest films I've ever seen. I don't know if you've seen it. I saw
2: it. It was a friend of mine was really into it when we were at college. So we would. I'm going to be. I'm going to speak bluntly. We'd get a bit stoned and watch it. Right? Don't do drugs, kids. And not. And and I, I I I didn't understand it. Looking back. I think I would under, I, I mean, I understood the plot, but the wordplay, the wordplay word is so rich and so clever and relentless. You know, there's no let up in it. Um, that I, I, I didn't dig it at the time. I think I would dig it a lot more now. I mean, it, the fact, I, I, loved the, I mean, it's full of great gags. The fact that um, he keeps two prisoners of war at the end of his garden and, and they, you know, he, they have to try and escape and he has to try and keep them prisoner and it's all a bit of a game. I enjoyed that. I thought that was wonderful. <laughs>
11: But I'm not sure whether, you know, for me personally, I don't know whether it, it worked as a, as a sort of film. I mean, I think it worked as a record. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, visually I'm not sure. But the thing I was still talking about, uh, calling about, was the sort of boredom thing. I mean, yeah. I think you're right. I think a lot of creativity comes from boredom. And, uh, for example, someone like Peter Cook, his whole, a lot of his imagination, I think, a lot of his, comedy came from the fact that he was existentially bored somebody said once
3: yeah.
11: and uh, you know if you listen to a lot of his routines there are a lot about boredom aren't they you know, you know what talking about how boring everything yeah. is you know yeah, they're very the queen must have mundane. a very boring life you know yeah. she just waves every so often but he sort of took that boredom and made it something incredible you know even though i think he had problems with that himself and uh you one know, of the maybe... saddest,
2: we were talking via email, because I used to work with a guy, the guy that gave me my break in TV was a guy called Harry Thompson. He's dead now. He was he was kind of a genius producer. He The reason I hesitate to say that is because he's the one that made me do They Think It's All Over twice, and, I, and those were two of the worst evenings of my life. But he was a brilliant producer, and he was a lovely, lovely man, and he gave me my first break. And he wrote um, the only Peter Cook biography that's worth reading. It's just so detailed. And I can't remember if this is in the book or if he told it to me. You might might remember if it's in the book. The saddest story he told me about Peter Cook was when, because Peter Cook was like the, the handsome one, the good-looking one, and, and the brains behind the act. And, of course, Dudley Moore went off to Hollywood and bizarrely became a leading man and had the more successful career. So he was off making, you know, romantic movies, and Peter Cook was at home drinking and smoking. And the saddest story he told me about Peter Cook, or well, maybe it was in the book, I don't remember, was um, in the late 80s, early 90s, Dudley Moore came back and they, to England for a visit, and they hadn't really had much contact and they met up. This is so sad. And they would be in their forties, I guess, fifties. And they sat in a hotel room together. It's a weird story. They sat in a hotel room and took ecstasy and sat there. And that was, and, and the reason I found that so sad, right? Cause there were two men in their late forties, fifties. And the only way they could communicate was. They couldn't just sit there and have a drink. Do you know what I mean? And sit there and have a chat about stuff. And they had to, they had to have an incredibly strong chemical, druggy experience to be able to sit in each other's company for, you know, more than a few hours. And I just found that two, two old men doing ecstasy in a hotel room. I found that the saddest, saddest story.
11: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I think he he, he had a few problems with the, with the old drug intake, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, sad because he wo- was bored. You know, he was yeah. bored of yeah. life.
2: The the word I'd use to describe that story, more than sad, is pathetic. And I mean that in the truest sense of the word. It's not. It's not a criticism. It's not a moral judgment. It's just a very pathetic image. Um, but yeah, you're right. He was bored, and he struggled with drugs and alcohol, and and probably with sex and uh, with cigarettes. And and out and of course, out of the boredom of Peter Cook came those marvelous phone calls as Sven the fisherman to Clive oh, I
11: loved it. And oh, love p- that was out of two
2: o'clock in the morning. That's out of pure boredom.
11: So there is like a positive side to it, even though it might not have been very positive for him. Yeah. But I think, you know, a lot of creativity comes out of boredom. A lot of good, great music comes out of that. I mean, I was listening to an interview with Morrissey and he was going on about the fact that the Smiths came out of boredom. There was nothing much yeah. to do for him in Manchester. Things like that, you know. Well, so. I don't know
2: if you're aware of that, and, and it's it, it's a truism, um, that um, necessity is the mother of invention, but boredom is the grandfather of creativity.
11: You heard that saying? I, ha- I, I haven't actually heard that saying, oh, but... Uh, if you start saying it... Other people will think mm. it's an old saying. that would be useful. I saw, I saw Michael Benteen at the Blooming Lyric once. <laughs> what was he doing? Just having a cup of tea, you know. No, he was on stage. Did he have the potty men?
2: <laughs>
11: was that him or Ken Dodd? I'm not absolutely no, sure. Ken Dodd no, was the did. Diddy
2: Man. Ken Dodd was the Diddy right. Man. And wasn't... Didn't, yeah. um, didn't Michael, ben, Michael Bentin's Potty Time? You're right. You're, yeah,
11: exactly. No, Potty no, time. No, they, 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 no, I think they were probably too complicated and expensive. Potty <laughs> it was Time a good was show, the, I remember.
2: But we don't do old kids' shows, but from all no, I can remember you, of Potty no. Time was he had, like, this sort of tiny... this ma- No, this massive table that was sort of like a 3D map. And... There would be like explosions going off on it. Yeah, mini explosions. Yeah, and it was the potty men were like fighting and stuff.
11: That was a really good show. That was a great show because it didn't talk down to kids, did it? You know, he was one of the few that didn't really talk down to kids at that at that time. And people, people, uh, kids appreciated it. I think.
2: I need to, d- Grace, I'm going to move on. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. I'm going to need to um, uh, reevaluate that. Uh, reevaluate that with fresh eyes. Barry, stay there. You'll be on in a minute. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk
1: Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
1: Now, it's been brought to my attention
2: that um, whilst I've never had an Ofcom complaint upheld, so the people that made them about the mean show and about, yeah, they weren't upheld. Thanks very much for your interest. They weren't upheld. We could be sailing close to, to an Ofcom. We could be sailing close to an Ofcom. In that, we. Catherine. May you should probably come in on the microphone because you're gonna have to apologise here. Catherine may have used the word competition when it comes Whenever. when it comes to what is actually um a bribe I'd use the term free-for-all. I've
12: never discussed this. I'd
2: use the phrase lucky dip. I'd um, certainly say not picked at random. I would go as far as to say it's, um, it's um, a gift for participation but only to one person that we choose. Let me explain. <laughs> On yesterday's show, Catherine... I never
12: said anything.
2: ...said that we will be running a competition... No, I never. ...where if you left a review and a rating for this show... Entirely your idea. ...on iTunes, the iTunes podcast, because the chart is based on reviews and ratings and new subscriptions... And I
12: thought it was quite dodgy.
2: ...if you um, left a review or a rating every Friday, we would pick a winner... No, I never said that. Your words, not mine... And we would send them a prize, and that prize could be a talk sport mug or um a cigarette that Ash had rolled, we need to talk about that as well. Um it could be it could be my running or it'll be something. We we pick a prize and um was it? Not my well, pants. Well, Catherine, I was giving you when you were saying that I was giving you the slit in the throat thing, not because um I'm a fan of beheadings, I think they're barbaric. You're threatening me again because I was I was basically saying stop it, otherwise you will get beheaded, you know, not by ISIS, by Ofcom, who, in my eyes, are actually a lot worse. So, here's what's here's how I'm going to save your ass, and I'm going to make me look good. Leave my ass alone. Uh, well, when James and Asher finish staring at it, so what we're going to do, Barry, I will come to you in a bit. What we're going to do, do is look is... at
12: the tape, and we'll see exactly
0: who sent. No, 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 those, no, words no, those and it tapes. Wasn't me.
2: Ta- that's fake news. That is fake news. I don't care. Fact. I don't care what has has been. I don't care what, what recordings you you've got. Yeah, exactly. That is fake news. Right. So what's going to happen is, guys, dear listener, I speak to you. Ofcom. If you could, no, not Ofcom. Uh, I'm dealing with them by speaking directly to the listener, or as mm-hmm. I like to call them, the sucker. Uh, dear listener, what you need to do is to go onto iTunes. Um. And it would be great if you could leave reviews and ratings. Five star review, any less than that, and you'll be in trouble. Five star rating and a little review, and then do on... I
12: make it convincing? Because some of them, you know.
2: Well, on Fridays, what we will do is we will go through the ones that have been left that week in the last seven days, and. We'll pick one that makes us chuckle. We'll do it on air. So that's that's that is completely transparent and above board. Yeah.
12: And we're going to call it something respectful like book kiss of the week.
2: Book kiss of the week. And we will pick one that makes us laugh. Right? And nobody receives anything. I've got it. Nobody receives anything. By coincidence, the person the reviewer that makes us laugh by nothing more than coincidence will be sent a mug or, you know, if we get a crappy CD sent in by Matt Bianco, as I've seen floating around the office, or you'll get, by coincidence, but that is absolutely nothing to do with the ratings or reviews that have been left. Mm. Just, just,
12: just one of those things. So it's not a tombola or a lottery or no. a competition.
2: No, 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 no. It's just a, co- a coincidence. It's a coincidence. All, all it is, is a coincidence. Friday night coincidences. Coincidence.
12: I'm glad that you've straightened that out.
2: That's a great way to get around. We should have done that at the BBC. Have a quiz, and then someone says, "Well, you've not won anything, but by coincidence,
12: <sighs> I happen to have."
2: You might get some CDs through the post. <laughs> That's how I do it. Just don't put a comp slip in it. No. no. Oh gosh, no. But the, the, anyway, Barry, stay there. Come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand.
0: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night.
1: Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk. Right,
1: right
2: 0344 4991000 I don't feel like the show started properly yet. I don't know why. We're in a, we're, we're, we're halfway through it, guys. Halfway through it. Um Barry!
6: Ian, Even how are you Barry? doing, buddy? I'm good, thank you, mate. What you got for us, sir? I t- well, yeah, I mean, I was wondering where I could start. Really, I think your point about where this show goes—I I, I just can't stop telling people about this. Well, may there.
2: God bless you, Barry. It's people ah. like you, honestly, if, if you're enjoying this, dear listener, please tell people because this, this business is based on numbers. So I appreciate that, Barry. Thank you,
6: Ian. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not in the—I'm not in the business of telling lies. This, this is an absolutely brilliant show, and the point you made about where this show goes—I mean, just. Whacked a few notes down here because I think at the time I come in, you were talking about Frankie Howard. Yeah, and I was thinking about that. I think it was that was the week that was. He actually came back, and that's where I think he started to grab public attention again.
2: Yeah, uh, good, he'd, he'd yeah, because it was a bit of a joke and it was, it, it was, um, it was perceived as a weird booking. They're like, why have you got that old guy on? And, uh, you know, on what is going to be a thrusting alternative, before that phrase was invented, new comedy format. And he absolutely stole the show, didn't he? It was, it was career defining.
6: Oh crikey! Yeah, I mean, I I watched it at the time, and he would come on, and I knew him as from a, as a, as a sort of an old comedian from back in the day then, and then he came on. He'd be, I think he'd been going around the universities. Yeah. I think. Um, but but yeah.
2: he had, but- um, he, he had a lot of comebacks. You know, he had, he, he had several comebacks throughout his career. And, uh, it, w- what was fascinating, I saw him twice in the space of about three months. And the act, all the, oh no, oh, look at her. And it bit her out. He kept saying that. And it bit her out. That was him. A lot of his act was going, and it bit her out. And everything, every intonation was exactly the same on both of those two shows. And at first I was disappointed, Barry, and then I thought, actually, that just shows how masterful he was, that, he, that he, he was, it was scripted, it was word perfect. I, 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 don't, I genuinely don't think I've laughed as much as, as when I saw Frankie Howard when I was 16 years old. I was in hysterics. Yeah, he,
6: no doubt about it, he was a class act. He's, he's actually... Uh, he was living around, not too far from me, a place called Loxton, which is not far from us in Western Supermare. And he's actually buried out there. And uh, while I was on a sort of Frankie Howard conversation bit, I don't know, my mind started working then. He had an absolutely terrible toupee, didn't he? No, it was. Yes, he did! <laughs> he did! It was awful! Well, it that sort of... Prompted me at that stage because this show moves so quick, yes. And I was thinking about, I, I wonder if there knows a few bad ones. I mean, there's quite a few bad toupees around, isn't there? I don't there? think
2: there's. I don't think there's any such thing as a good toupee. No. No one has a good toupee. I'm sorry, Mr. Forsyth. I'm sorry, Mr. Shatner. Nobody
6: has a good toupee. No, and these guys are absolutely rolling in dough. Yeah. And if they can't do it, what chance are the ordinary guy Bruce Forsyth guy who is wants the richest the
2: person on this planet. If Bruce Forsyth can't get a decent syrup, then nobody can. Then that technology doesn't exist.
6: No, no. The other thing, um, Ian, yes. was I, I mentioned? You mentioned at the end of the show last night about this big breakfast challenge that this guy's got. This uh, this uh, cafe in Weston. Yes. Well, he's he is actually he's in the, he's a, a Meadow Street, which is not too too far. Oh, the from. big
2: the, the big four thousand
6: calorie breakfast. You got forty five minutes to eat. The one that you were weighing up, oh, and I think you said in the finish that the that. tomatoes would have beaten you.
2: Yeah, you, you had I think you had two cooked tomatoes and also a tin of tomatoes. Now the tin of tomatoes I could do. The the cooked tomatoes I I don't get it. Don't
6: get it. Anyway, I, what what I did I, I phoned this guy up. He's a he's a lovely guy. <laughs> I said, yeah, he's a lovely guy. Yeah, and um, Ram, his name is. Oh yeah. And I said, uh, you know, so I sort of told him who I was. I said, you ever listen to uh, Ian Lee, um, talk radio." He said, "No." Oh. I said, "Well, you really should, Ram?" I said, "You know, you're you're um, Ram. You're, you're a
2: superstar, Ram. If you're listening this evening, you're a superstar. We want your four thousand calorie breakfast." Well,
6: he said he's going to call in.
2: Uh, Hey, maybe he'll make me eat it. Yes, please. Well,
6: anyway, for a bit of fun, I I, I thought he would have um, not taken it seriously. And I said, well, you know, uh, for myself, you know, I'm not really inclined to sort of, uh, with that sort of food. Um, You're vegetarian,
2: aren't you, Barry? Yeah, that's right. A lot lot of meat on that plate and a lot of blood.
6: (laughs) So (laughs) I said to him, uh, Ian, I said, would you do a vegetarian alternative? Uh, And the guy was quite serious. He said, oh, yeah, we've got one of those challenges as well, the big vegetarian breakfast challenge. So I thought, well... You're going to do it. Hang
2: on a minute, Barry. Can can I... How old are you, 72? Three. 73. I am worried that if you did it, you might die. And I don't want to be responsible. Because that is a lot of... I mean, Catherine's saying we should film it. I'm trying to talk the dude out of it, Catherine, because I don't want him to kill himself. You're saying we need to film it. So it goes
6: viral. I'm not going to die, know, I've done a 10-mile race on... Look, Sunday. 4,000 calories. Yeah, but it's... 10 mile, you know, I could run that off, couldn't I, the following day? Oh, God. He's I'd get gonna rid of them. Go- Barry's going to die. Well, Barry, you've not it's been a... calling us for that long, so we're not... No, I wouldn't die. I, what what bothers me is, is puking. I, I've got this phobia about puking, so that I might have to think sort of twice about that because I, I really wouldn't fancy that. But anyway, he did say he was going to call in, Ian. What's his
2: name, Ram? His name's Ram. Ram, if you're listening, mate, you're a legend. Uh, I think you do the work of the Lord. Um, and, uh, you know, that breakfast sounds wicked. Barry, if you do decide to do the veggie breakfast, you have to film it for us.
6: Okay. Well, have, I'll, I'll have a think. Can I get somebody to sort of help me
2: with it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let us, let us know what you think. And, um, yeah. Uh, but, but, but think long and hard about it, Barry. I don't want anyone to die for this show, but thank you, mate. <clears throat> Ram sounds like a nice guy, doesn't he? 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, that reminded me. I'm <clears throat> um, talking about the music radio. <clears throat> where's my... Where's my uh my voice going, there was, um, 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 what was it in, what was it in, what was it, what was it in, what was it in, what was it in, the mirror, it's in the mirror, in the TV section, and again, this kind of, I don't watch TV, you'll know that I don't, um, oh, by the way, look at lovely Joan Hodges, who is Chaz Hodges' uh, wife, um, she just, um, tweeted me, can you all do me a favour? Dear listener, Chaz Hodges, of course, from Chaz and Dave, we know he's got cancer, right? He's going to be fine. Without revealing any, you know, the, 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 the things that have been told to me in private, he's going to go for treatment. It's going to be fine. It's in, what, it's, in fact, it's in, uh, where is it? It's in, um, all the papers have got it. Again, it's the mirror. All the papers have got it, but the mirror have got a nice spread about it, a nice page about it. Chaz and Dave, cancer shock. Hodges, he won't be staying long. What's oh, a great line? Listen to this Chaz and Dave star. Chaz Hodges has cancer of the esophagus but vows it will soon be, quote, air on its ear. Love it. I love it. I love this man. The duo yesterday announced they'd been forced to reschedule tour dates while he recovers from treatment. Yet snooker loopy singer Chaz, 73, is determined to return to the stage next month. He told the Mirror, as far as I'm concerned, this cancer is an unwelcome visitor that won't be staying long. It's turned up and I'm thinking, you're going to go out on your ear, chum. He added, the good news is it's been caught early. It hasn't spread and they can do something about it. Boom. Boom. It's been a long time since I... Well, not a lot. It's been a while since I've been cheering someone on so much to get well from from, uh, rubbish cancer. Um, The London-born star discovered a problem shortly before Christmas. So he's having chemo next week. Right. So here's what you need to do, dear listener. If you're on Twitter, can you do me a favour? His handle, his Twitter name is Chaz. N Hodges and it's Chaz C H A S N Hodges H O D G E S. All you got to do, just tweet him and say, "All right, Chaz, wishing you the best." That's it. That's all you got to do. One little tweet saying, "Chaz, we're behind you, mate." Chaz, thinking of you next week. Best of luck. It's all you've got to do. I tell you why, it will make the world of difference to him and to his Mrs. Joan. Who is, they're both absolutely delightful people. And it, I, I, I'm, you know, I think this is going to be fine, but is is a 73 year old man who's going to go and have a bit of chemo. It's not going to be nice, whatever happens. So, you know, it's entirely up to you, of course. Far be it from me to tell you what to tweet and whom to tweet. But if you've got 30 seconds, we're going to play the ads now while you're listening to the ads and letting the beautiful products or um, uh, uh, recruitments for the military waft through your ears. Get your phone. Just at Chaz N Hodges, C-H-A-S N Hodges, and just say, just thinking of you, mate, you haven't even got to mention me. Just tweet him and say, wish you the best of luck, looking forward to you getting better. Something like that. Or a kiss, that's all you've got to do. Honestly, trust me, it will mean the world to, to, to him and Joan. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. And it's little things like that. The I'm not gonna say it's gonna to, going to cure him of cancer, of course it's not, but it's just little things like that that can just help tip the balance a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So we're gonna play some ads. You can do that now, would you mind? Are you sure? At Chaz N Hodges. I'm gonna do it as well. Uh 344 4991000 Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late
1: nights, Ian
2: Lee
0: on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: 344 4991000 Going back to this TV thing, Chaz N. Hodges, take you thirty seconds. Honestly, it will mean the world to him. Um, this kind of ties in with the, the, the rant I did at the top of the show about radio, All right? This, and this—I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV, and we watch this, this drama that was on this Shannon Matthews thing, and I, I don't know I, TV dramas. I can. I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I know, I can see the cameraman sta- and all the crew standing behind. I can see them acting. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really big on TV at the moment. There's more ways than one. But there, there's, there's on the, um, the Square Eyes page, thinking outside the box. Um, it's the TV page in the mirror, and it's a good little page. Who is it? Uh, uh, uh Nicola and Mark. Nicola, uh, Methuen? Methven. Methven. Is that, yeah, Methven. And Mark Jeffrey. It's a good little page. But, 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 then there's this little box. Want your 15 minutes of fame? Yeah. Then ITV's... This bit's all right, actually. Then ITV's new late-night entertainment series, The Nightly Show... Well, I heard that before. ...needs to hear from you. It could be your chance to play a prank on a pal, get close to a star, make someone's dream come true, or show off a pet's talent on telly. All of that is fine. Been done a million times. Beautiful. Love it. Producers are keen... <laughs> Producers are keen to create TV moments which go viral. Oh, no! Why can't producers be keen just to create TV moments, full stop? (laughs) Producers are keen to create TV moments which go viral. Who did I read yesterday? Oh, it was Robin Ince. That was it. Someone had taken a tiny little, uh, 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 two lines from an article Robin Ince had written for the big issue. And I I can't remember exactly what it says. I'm paraphrasing. I may have totally changed the meaning. But it was something like, um, uh, uh, radio and, 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 and television is on a downward spiral because they just book people who can trend on Twitter. That's it. I think it may have just been radio, because it was in his radio column. Radio is going downhill because they book people that can trend on Twitter. And that's it. That's it. People who can trend on Twitter. Wowzers. We, the TV producers want clips that will go viral. Make, make a flipping good TV program then. So you gotta do, make a really good TV program. That's it that simple make a really good tv program then people will talk about it and that is like the old-fashioned way of it going viral by people going did you see that program last night no what happened they had this thing with this bloke and his dog and it was brilliant honestly it was brilliant you should you missed it oh go and watch it online that's what they want (laughs) i think i may have made myself unemployable with itv and a whole radio network this evening guys (laughs) <laughs> Deary me I just love I just love what I do I love my job Do you know what I mean? And when I see people suffocating it They're putting a pillow on the face of it And pushing the pillow down I think you don't 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number If you want to um, give us a call You're more than welcome Speaking of TV Lots of... Um, A lot of snipey press for um, the jump. A lot of snipey press for the jump. Wiggo poised to quit jump after injury hell. Let's just say... I went for the jump meeting. I wasn't offered the jump, but I will say to producers of that show... Two things. Firstly, even if I injured myself, even if I broke both my legs... I would still jump i wouldn't I wouldn't walk off i wouldn't crawl off i wouldn't get wheeled off even if my even if my spine was broken, right, even if my neck snapped i'd still jump because when I sign a contract, when I say i'm going to do a job, i do a job to the very very end, honestly, even if I had to go off that ramp in a wheelchair, I would go off that ramp in a wheelchair. If I had to go down there like Dr Nookie in that carry-on film on a hospital trolley, I would do that. (laughs) And yet you chose to go with Bradley Wiggins and, oh, second time we've heard his name this evening, Mark Dolan. Mark Dolan is the me in that. Mark Dolan is the me in the jump. Did I want to do the jump? No. Of course, I didn't want to do the job, it's rubbish. Did I want a cheque for £60,000? Yes, right now that would be very, very handy. And also, just, ima- just imagine TV producers, if I was going down there Dr. Nookie style or in a wheelchair, imagine that clip viral. Sir Bradley Wiggins. Is set to quit the jump after tearing a calf muscle. Oh, my poor
3: calf.
2: In the launch show, the cycling legend, some might say, the mod father of bicycles, hobbled away from the slopes in agony. Then hinted he may pull out of the contest. Wigo who's won... Is this true? He's won more Olympic medals than any other Brit. What about Sir Stephen Redgrave? I thought he had more... He's... I don't believe that. F- Google how many medals, Olympic medals, Wigo has won.
3: He's won more medals
2: than any... Uh, he's won more Olympic medals than any other Brit. No. Was competing in the parallel slalom skiing race... On the Channel Four Winter Sports Show, he narrowly narrowly picked comic. Oh, well, that's what he is, Mark Dolan. Right, he's won eight medals. Is, are they golds or is that a mixture? Well, then that's that's a. Mi- well, then that's not true. Google how many Sir Redgrave has won. He's won about fifteen. Stephen Redgrave's won about fifteen medals. You've seen them all round. Is that so? Bradley Wiggins has won eight. No, that's not the most. No was one of them in lying about how many medals he's won. Um, he narrowly picked comic Mark Dolan, but winced... By the way, if it had been me instead of Mark Dolan, right, there is no way... Redgrave got more than six. That is fake news. That is fake news. Redgrave, don't give me alternative facts. Tell me exactly how many medals Redgrave won. More than six. Let's just say... If I, if it had been me and, and not Mark Dolan, there is no way I would have been putting Sir Bradley Wiggins under the kind of pressure that would have forced him to tear his calf muscle. That would not have happened. Okay. I would have been holding back, letting Bradley uh, do his thing. I know it's, it's important to these, um, uh, th- 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 these sporty types to do well. So I'd have let him done well. But winced as he crossed the line and held, I've torn my calf muscle! Quick! Put on a record by the small faces. So Bradley, 36, he is not, he is not eight years younger than me. Who said he would love a role in BBC Soap EastEnders after the jump. Sorry, Bradley, it's only proper hard men. Like, um, that man who's related to King Edward III and um, the British Will Smith, can't remember either of their names, Dyer, and Daniel Bedingfield, I want to say, I want to say Daniel Bedingfield, and Mama used to say, Junior, that's it, Um, Danny Dyer and Junior, Blackwood, that's it, the clue's in the name, it is, Sir Bradley, 36, who said he would love a role in BBC Soap EastEnders after the jump, could not wear his ski boot and said he didn't know if he'd be back next week. Now, telly bosses fear they could lose their most expensive signing who shocked fans by swearing live on air. <laughs> it's like um, remember when ITV paid something like a quarter of a million pounds to get Pamela Anderson on Celebrity Dancing on Ice. Voted off first week. <laughs> and she pocketed, she totally trousered the fee. It was something like a quarter of a million quid, which is more, you know, way more. You know, the next Celeb down will be getting like £80,000. But they've, they've spent a quarter of a million pounds getting Pamela Anderson. Voted off first week. They were furious. Oh, I heard from people who were working there. The bosses were furious. They were looking at ways they could cheat it and get her back, and they couldn't. Wigo's appearance helped attract 2.8 million viewers for the launch, well up on last year. A source said losing Sir Bradley would be a major blow. Blow? One star who will definitely not be going any further is former... (laughs) Just to say, well... One star who will definitely not be going any further is former Big Brother winner Josie Gibson, huh? Terrified Josie, 32, refused to do the final ski jump challenge and was eliminated. She refused to do the final ski jump challenge? Did no one tell her that ski jump challenges were involved in the jump? She said, I'm upset I let... I've got no idea who this woman is. Am I close? I'm upset I let my fears get the better of me. But I found it very, very difficult. Yeah, well, I hope... Oh, it's in Bristol, so it's close. Well, I hope that they not only didn't give you any of your fee, I, I hope you had to pay them, because they've been out there for like a month's training. Oh, can this person who keeps sending me things about um, how antidepressants aren't helping people with depression... Can you naff off? I've blocked you on Twitter, and I'm, I'm blocking you on this screen because it really really is unhelpful when you're doing a show and someone keeps flashing up. Antidepressants, throw your antidepressants away. Go go away, go away, go away. Goodness sakes. Right, we've got another hour of this nonsense to go, dear listener. If you want to take part, well, now will be an excellent time to call in. 3 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, 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 this is what we're going to about the next hour. This is what we're going to talk about in the next hour. The new Fifty Shades of Grey movie is out. Now, I, Catherine and I, um, in our um, previous job as local radio people, took some listeners to see Fifty Shades of Grey. And one of them was a 92-year-old bloke called Dennis. Dennis, who phones up from time to time. And it was the funniest thing, it was, I mean, it's such an awful film. It really is. It it It's not even sexy. It, you know, the sexy bits aren't sexy. I mean, she's she's cute, she's got a cute bum, and I guess he's good looking, and he's got a good bum. That's it. I mean, it's a really boring story. It's a little bit, in my mind, a little bit rapey, like Passengers is, a little bit rapey. Um, and it was just an unpleasant story. But for those of you who have seen it, the scene where, um, I'll talk to him after the news, the, if he can wait. The scene where, um, Mr Fifty Shades opens the door to the sex dungeon for the first time. You know, silence in the cinema. And you're supposed to be like, oh, gosh, this looks naughty and sexy. And Dennis very loudly said, that looks like my spare room, that does. And the woman in front turned around and went, shh, to me. I said, it wasn't me, it was the old boy. She went, no, it wasn't, it's you. You've been talking all the way through this. I'm surprised she could hear anything over the buzzing anyway. I'm joking, guys. A L- little bit of blue humour for the dads. Um, But it was the... M- if anyone enjoyed that film, by the way, please, please, please do 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 let me know, because I I, 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 I can... Un- hang on a minute. Dennis! 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 Yeah, let, me try, let me try that again. Dennis! Dennis! do oh, I think Dennis might have died. Um, if anyone saw it and enjoyed that film, can you tell me why? Because I didn't get it. Didn't I did, didn't get it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the new... Oh, look. Oh, beautiful. Well done. Well done, The Daily Star. Well done, The Daily Star. You've played a blinder. Coming up in the next hour... We, we're going to get an hour out of this. A full-on hour. The A to Z of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Pardon Oh, did I just burp? I think I burped then. I think I did a little burp. Isn't that, isn't that funny? I think I did. Yes, Dennis? Oh, Good evening. Good. Please tell me your radio is turned off. Uh, it is now. Yes, Mar- marvelous, Dennis. What what have you called in for?
4: I watched uh, Fifty Shades of Grey tonight on the telly. What the old the first one? Yeah, you're obsessed with that film, man. Well, every time I see, I see something different.
2: <laughs> what is it a different nipple you're seeing?
4: But no, it's not that. It's because a lot of it was pinched from Pretty Woman.
2: Oh yeah, well yeah, I can dig that. I can dig that.
4: You pinched a lot of stuff from there. And I think pretty woman was
2: better actually uh well, pretty yeah, pretty woman is a good we we're out of time now, dennis, I've got to go we got P- pretty woman is great, and fifty shades is rubbish. oh, well, I'm waiting for the next one coming out. It's coming out very, very soon, Dennis, keep waiting, don't hold your breath though that we oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand late nights of the Inley on talk radio talk radio. <laughs> Oh, isn't it funny when someone from your past pops up? Bill, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. Another hour to go, dear listener. Pick up your phone's dial. Otherwise, it's just me talking into the ether. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk
1: Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk
0: Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
3: sends me silly messages and pictures, directing traffic in the mall, or posing with some random shoes. She never fails to surprise, she makes me laugh. See his way from our canoe. If that's what she wants to do, tell me what's wrong with that.
2: There's a noisy little fuzzy It was fuzzing I'm the only one that can hear it Anyway I'm going Thank you very much indeed Good evening dear listener 3444991000 Late nights with Ian Lee On Talk Radio If you don't call in I'm going to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey For the next 55 minutes Before the two Michaels start shouting at each other So that's up to you guys that's up to you. That's how you want to play it. Bill has called, in, so we are saved for a moment. Good evening, Bill. Hello, Ian. How are we? Oh, Bill, we are all the better for hearing you. Thank you. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. The pleasure's mine. The pleasure. Well, some of the pleasure may be yours, but certain part of it it belongs to me, sir. Coochie coochie goo. Wah wah
8: it's getting a bit cringy, isn't
2: it? It is. Let's get down. Let's get down to the nuts and bolts. Let's get down to the balls and no. Let's talk meat and veg. Yes, please. Who's veg and who's meat? Um, I tell you what. Just to move things along, I'll be veg and you can be meat this time. Fair enough. Sounds good. Nice bit of beef. Um, and lovely potatoes and carrots, but they're going to be pricey. Or burnt or burnt pricey or burnt the choice is yours as we play pricey or burnt let's bring on our first contestant good evening bill hello ian bill um i believe you've got a funny story about a yogurt
8: yeah yeah i've got a funny story about a yogurt actually come on then (laughs) well it's not really funny it's a bit annoying you know when you get them yeah
2: and they're in four you know, you get the pack for four. I do, yeah, yeah, I do. The, the Petit Filou, the Ski,
8: um, those the, the, the Munch
2: Bunch, yes,
8: I do. François. <laughs> yes. But yeah, c'est un that's Spanish. Yeah, oh. But anyway, yeah, no, th- yeah, this, yeah. This yogurt story is not really going to save the show or nothing. But you know, when you just, open- <laughs> yeah, I got a minute,
2: I got a minute. Sorry, the show doesn't need saving.
8: No, 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 no. I mean, like, it, like you know, it's it's, it's not going to be like caller of the year or nothing. Okay, you know fine. I mean?
2: But that, that the, the odds of you ever being caller of the, the the year, Bill, very, very slim. Yeah,
8: exactly. I don't mind.
2: Okay, let's hear this yogurt story. So
8: yeah, so basically, you just open it. Yeah, you just want one. Yeah, yeah, of course. So then you open it, and then you have to snap two off, and then it ends up opening, like, all of them from the corners.
2: Yeah. Oh. Well, that's how they make three. their money, Bill. Bill, that's how they make their profit. Because then you eat all four in one go. So then you'll go back and buy another pot, four pots of ski. And then, yeah, it's like
8: £2.25 a pop in oh.
2: wherever you want to go, you know what I mean? Stop Ab- getting on. Ab- unless they're advertising with us, absolute rip-off.
8: Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I don't
2: mention brand names. I swear, I've learnt my lessons. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you have learnt your lessons, Bill. I'm glad that that. Um, Do you that, remember you used to have to hover over the dump button with me? And now my hand is—it's. I mean, I'm I'm probably what two seconds away from the dump button. So ah! that's something. I'm glad those six months in uh, Siberian radio school that we sent you to have paid off. Yeah, or Pew, and he brainwashed me. It was good. Well, that's the that's <laughs> the way where we like it. I would love to be brainwashed maybe i have maybe i have maybe i have to 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 accept this 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 state that we live in i don't know but i'd love to be like the proper brainwashed where you're sat in front of a screen for 62 days in a row and you have a catheter and they feed you yeah they feed you hallucinogenic drugs and they keep your eyes pried open and um they uh um people wearing masks put drops in your eyes Oh, it sounds good. Yeah, I, I'd like to. I'd like that. I think. Are you talking about Fifty Shades of Grey already? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, are,
8: you, is this, are you seriously going to talk about it this hour? Because I've got something to say about
2: that. Mate, I've got it open in front of me. The, the centre spread, spread being the right word, of the <laughs> Daily Star today. Hit SM movie is whipped back into shape for Valentine's Day. It's coming out on Valentine's Day, the most oh, unsexy course. day of the entire year. Oh,
8: dear, it's like organised fun, isn't it? It
2: is, exactly. God, oh, I can't stand it. No, no. Oh, look, my sister is saying, Bill is always my caller of the year. And then she's done an emoji, and get this, Bill, the yeah. eyes are hearts. Heart eyes. Oh, eyes. Your sister, yeah? Yeah. Hello, Mrs Lee. Well, she's not Mrs Lee. Or Mrs Ian's sister. That's better. Yeah, that's a, that's a correct name, yes. But, um, oh, that's nice. That's really nice. And, um, Scott Balcony, you know the, um, T-shirt bootlegger? Yeah. No? Is he the guy you say he's a fan? Yeah, he's a, he's a fan of you, yeah. Oh,
8: OK, I've never heard him. He don't phone in, does he? He doesn't you? phone
2: in, cos he's, he's not like you. He hasn't got any balls. Literally, he had them surgically removed when he was, um, 18. It was part of, um, a court case. But... Uh, oh, dear. He was gonna go to bed, and then he heard that you were on... And he's decided to stay up a little bit longer. Oh then good night
8: and no, I'm joking. Hey,
2: <laughs> rat fans. Oh, dear. Bill, get to the point of the bloody call.
8: So this yeah, this fifty shade of grey, yeah?
2: Yeah. It's
8: good because it's that time of year it makes Tinder so much easier. <laughs> for sure. Could you sing it for me? Shall we too? Yeah, of course. All right, then, I'll keep it PG. I have it's 56 shades of grey. What's that? That's, like, 18 or 15?
2: Yeah, I think it's... Well, probably a 15, wouldn't it? I'll keep it PG, Thank then. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that.
7: OK, I was travelling around on work over the weekend. So I was bored in the travel lodge. So I switched my timber on just to see it was an experiment. To see if women were more friendly, than the ones in London, who just want your money. They don't care if you're funny, they just want your money, run the honey from the pot. Yeah, this is gonna be a long song. So anyway, I put this tinder on, and I got all these matches, more than I get in London. So I started talking to them, giving them the smoothness. Then it got onto to handcuffs and whips and blindfolds. I'm not going to tell you what I was going to do. Just the equipment, some b being cute. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a February barbecue. Oh, yeah. So I had two nights and they both went right. And then I had to get the train home. But there's more to the song. Before I got the train, I met another one for coffee because I wanted to get it on, but she didn't. So I got the train back as early as possible to get back to London Town. Oh, oh,
2: oh. Is that good? Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you very much indeed, Bill. Thank you very much indeed. Um, is that. Because obviously I've never used Tinder. Is that how it works? Is, is literally. You're both looking down at your desk as though you don't... Is that, is that how it works? You just go on there, and then you go and have kinky sex with people? Flipping heck. Jeez. Well, he got a song out of it. 0344-499-1000 um, is the telephone number. We're going to go through the uh, A to Z of Fifty Shades of Grey a little bit. Catherine, I suspect you should probably come in and join me for this. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night.
1: Late Nights Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
1: Why have I suddenly been followed
2: by about 30 people who work in the radio industry? Ian's getting fired again. So, First 50... Because the books were a phenomenon. Well, the first book was a phenomenon. dun 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 nah, dun nah, nah, 50 Shades. Um, I don't know if the others were so much. Um, but now, if you go to any charity shop, they've got like a dozen copies of 50 Shades. Because, you know, you've read it, you've read it. Thank you for the water, Catherine, by the way.
12: I only read one and a half, I got
2: bored. I'm being followed by about 30 new radio people.
12: Oh they are waiting for you to say something
2: else <laughs> they wait for me to get the sack so i can get this job um uh so but the so the first book was a phenomenon i don't know if the other t- the, the the second and the third were quite oh, yeah, so big were yeah. they um but i remember you know it was
12: supposed to be fan fiction to start with it was you know twilight yeah 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 so go on instead of being a vampire he's a pervert
2: yeah well
12: and also i don't think he's likable at all he's horrible he's horrible and she should have given him a slap back you know there's a spoof
2: of 50 shades of gray called 50 shades of black (laughs) where it's all black people But the
12: thing is the film itself is a spoof isn't it it's ridiculous the
2: the first one is so dry Mm -hmm. well (laughs) it was uh, uh, uh hang on a second
12: was it because you were sitting next to a pensioner that put you off
2: no, no, um, no! Um, it was that spiced it up. I just, I just found it so. It was humourless. Yeah, it was really humourless. It
12: was, it was. And if you're into that kind of kink, you've got to have a laugh about it, haven't you've you? You've got to have a laugh. Surely.
2: About it. Um. But the new one's coming out, directed by someone differently, because the 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 previous director who's going out with John Lennon from that film, mm. Sam Lady. Um, Whose name is Sam Double Barrel? Name Taylor something? Taylor Wood, Sam Taylor Wood. That was it. Who's a great director?
12: She didn't get along with the writer. With
2: the writer, no. So she was going to direct all three, and so she's now out. Mm -hmm. Um, And the car. There were rumors. Say as well. Yes.
12: Dakota Johnson.
2: She's Bush's daughter. No. (laughs) No. Who is she? Who's daughter? She's Lenny
12: Griffith and um, Don Johnsons. Is she? Yeah. So she's got a fine pedigree. Yeah, but... she
2: is yeah, lovely pedigree.
12: <laughs> but yeah, didn't like her.
2: I didn't think she was. Because She's meant to be like naive, isn't she? I didn't. She came yeah. across as a sex kitten.
12: Yeah, and he was really hot, but not sexy at all, and wooden.
2: Jamie well, he had to, you have to be. You had to be. Uh... Well,
12: no, but wooden in the wrong places.
2: Pick a letter of the alphabet, and we're going to sail through K. Oh yeah, for Catherine. Through. No, K is for Kim Bassinger. Oh. Kim. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, cuz he was sexually abused as a child, wasn't he? Kim Bassinger, Kim 63 oh, no. plays well. Elena Lincoln, aka Mrs. Robinson, the woman who seduced a 15-year-old Christian, mm. so sexually abused him because yeah. he was a child and introduced into S&M. So basically, she's the woman who um violently sexually assaulted a child. Should
12: be in prison.
2: Um and and should be in prison um and has caused him to be completely messed up and unable to have a fulfilling long-term relationship
12: that doesn't involve pinching and or slapping that doesn't
2: involve um domination and humiliation
12: I mean, can you imagine how tedious it would be to hang out with him? He, he, you can't even bite your lip without him getting testy.
2: No. It, well, it, well, you, you bite his testes. And
12: <laughs> no. Part of it. He's the one that does the um, biting.
2: But, yeah, so, she, so he was raped as a child by Kim Bassinger. So that's maybe not quite the fun nope. letter to start with. So let's pick... Let's try another one. Let's go for O. O is for orgasms, which come from God, according to Miss Johnson. Now, who's Miss Johnson. Who's Miss Johnson? Um, As
12: in Dakota Johnson? N- uh, Are we talking about the actress or is this a character?
2: I was for orgasms, which come from God, according to Miss Johnson. Oh, it must be from her. Okay. Yeah. She says America is still so sexually oppressed. Isn't God's gift to humans the orgasm?
12: Oh, wise words. Such hell? wise
2: words. God's gift is the <laughs> orgasm. What about, I don't know, um,. Love or beauty or milk. What about milk? Milk. Your train of thought is odd. What? I'm just thinking of things that are, are, that are, are nice. Yeah. Milk is nice. What about warm? Oh, what about warm milk? Um, when what about was, laughter? When I was in Japan, we had the most amazing drink in this tiny little cafe in this weird little village where we thought we were going to die. But that's for another 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 day. We genuinely thought we were going to die there. I um, met the most miserable Buddhist monk. I have a blo- my bloke called Woody. Miserable. <laughs> to, he was, he was, Woody. he was American, but I wanted to chat to him about Buddhism and stuff. And he really, <laughs> I'd go and talk to him and stuff, and he'd just uh, walk off. Those guys are usually cool. Um, we stayed. At, can you believe this? When we went to Japan for part of the for for several nights. We stayed in a hostel. Oh, I was I was in my mid thirties. I had a few quid in the bank back then. TV work was still happening in a hostel what are you thinking well we wanted to go to this tiny tiny village that was quite off the beaten track they are having this huge festival there it's like this famous festival but it's in a tiny village and of course we hadn't booked so everyone was booked up so uh, I thought oh a hostel we can get to stay in a, in a Bud- Buddhist temple so I thought it would be like wicked in a Buddhist temple but it wasn't it was horrible and it was a hostel Shared showers with a, well, a beds. a Frenchman told a Frenchman had a go at me for cooking a jacket potato in the oven the fr- what do you know about le, le potato de Jacques? Le pomme de Jacques.
12: Mm,
2: pomme de terre de Jacques? Exactly. I thought you absolutely. The blue It was honestly, it was awful. I hated every minute. But. But. But, 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 but. but they, in this tiny thing, they, uh, it was warm milk and they'd flavoured it somehow and I don't know how.
12: Perhaps best not ask.
2: With plum. Warm plum milk.
12: No, I understand your train of thought.
2: No. Oh, no. Why have you got to ruin everything and bring it down to the gusset? (laughs) No, please don't. Because it was actually, I've just shared with you a very intimate moment and you've laughed at me. Very. No, it it wasn't semen. It was plums. Warm plum milk. Warm Japanese plum milk. What? I'm saying a drink to you that was nice. You'd like it. You'd love it. I bet you would love warm plum milk. If I could get you some warm plum milk now, you, oh, you would give
3: it a try. You
2: would neck it.
3: <laughs> you
2: would neck it. Well, yeah, well, you'd be licking your lips <laughs> All dry. All right,
12: come on, let's um, move along.
2: Richard's called in. Good evening, Richard. Hello. How are you? I'm disappointed in my colleague and former friend. <laughs> Sorry, but warm plum milk is a funny phrase. Yes. <laughs> You, c- come on, guys. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> no, I'm That'd not. Get gl- warm plum milk. <laughs> no, I'm not playing this game. It, you, you, I know what. what, what next you should be like doing the funny Japanese voice.
3: What? You're being racist <laughs> towards the
2: Japanese. It's a Japanese drink. Why don't you? Why don't you do the eyes and do the voice? Go on. Gosh, this is
12: <laughs> taking a turn, hasn't it?
2: She's had a bit think, of cheeky fun. You don't. I've been doing the eyes for
13: every call I make to you. Um, oh, so, have you? Well, in that case, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Well, here's across. the
2: thing. When, on the nights you don't have the periscope up, I'm doing the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Richard, before we get into any more trouble, um, uh, what have you got for us?
13: Um, I actually want to tell you what my uh, subconscious thought of you. Um, I had a dream last night featuring your radio show, which is very disturbing. Yeah. Um, but you'd recommended a film... Uh, and I remember in graphic detail, I was having these really strange dreams for days I don't know if you remember dreams Yeah um and I you recommended this film and it was like a bad horror
2: film Yeah No um, well, I actually um, recommended well, a film or in, in the dream I recommended a film In the dream
13: you recommended okay, a thank film thank you And it was um it was about an old man yeah. who discovered the secret to eternal life was to uh surgically reattach young men's uh, sexual organs to himself <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is a
2: brilliant idea for a film. Don't pitch it, Lino. Ahead, Lino, ahead, Lino hang on a minute, my mate Lino. If he's listening, he'll know if that if a film like that exists. <laughs> Lino, does that film exist, or is there anything similar to it?
12: It does sound so quite and, Japanese. Uh, and
2: also, for, uh, also, but while I'm thinking, any scientists listening, is there any <laughs> any truth in this rumor that attaching a young young man's um, uh, genitals to your, so replacing your genitals with a young man's? Well, the thing is, I can't quite remember whether it was. Repl- or just attaching them anywhere. right okay <laughs> oh, wow wow okay and then it starts
13: off it started off as in um like he was putting adverts on gumtree and some germans responded obviously um and he was he had willing donors for a while but yeah. then Willie willy yeah Won- uh, willing donors <laughs> Willie wonka i don't know why don't you wonka <laughs> um and then yeah but then obviously like, later on he runs out of willing donors so he's got, you know going on a murder
12: can you stop saying Willy Donors?
2: What's Willy Donors? Willy Donors. What's the film starring Howell Bennett? Music soundtrack by the Kinks, Percy, where he has. I a really. Penis doesn't operation.
13: Doesn't exist. You can cast it. It's here.
2: No, but uh, there's a film. Honestly, there's a film about a penis transplant, and the yeah. soundtrack is done by the Kinks, and it's called Percy. And um,
12: let me guess. Yeah. <laughs> It has a life of its own.
2: It's oh, uh, Trying to find hey, its way home. You don't get. I tell you what. This, anyone who wants to make a movie, right, or a drama series, like a really gritty drama series, you don't get this anymore. You used to get it a lot in the seventies and the eighties, right? Um, so you, you could do it now. Be t- ripe right for a revival. Someone gets their hand chopped off, right, and they get a new hand sewn on, but it's the, the hand murderer. of a masturbator. Murderer. <laughs> murderer. Okay, fine. You want to go that way? I was going to say serial <laughs> masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, why he had it chopped uh, off because he couldn't stop playing with himself. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say in a similar vein. <laughs> <But> the guy, <laughs> the guy who has the hand sewn on, is a murderer, and he wants to murder, but he can't. He has to masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> it's
12: one way to disarm. That man. is a film.
3: <laughs> that is a great film.
12: Again, scientists, could it happen? <laughs> Oh man alive. Um, <laughs> there is
13: another thing as well yeah. in a sort of similar vein. Um my, oh, so last, last night I spent the uh I had a vein as soon as I said it I was, yes. um it, it last night I spent the uh the night at a lady friend for the first time. And uh, she said to me, like before I went to sleep, she's like, Oh sorry, if you don't mind. Um I usually like listen to some like speech radio, like to help me sleep. Oh and I was like same oh, this is make fine. or break. Um no, <laughs> Well, she, she's Australian, so she, sort of she wants to put on some um, talk radio. Uh, uh, sorry, Australian like <laughs> rubbish. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just associate them with rubbish talk radio. Um, yeah, so uh, she, she, I was like, "Oh, actually, have you heard the two mics before?" Um, oh. So she was like, "Ah, oh. uh, no, I haven't." So we put the, the two mics on. <laughs> um, and then later on, he kept, they were ranting about Australians as well and saying how awful they were, which was a great, uh, great introduction. Um, but then we ended up, uh, getting,
2: getting a bit amorous. Oh, no, uh, no. During the two hey! You, you get turned on by two fat, short men <laughs> shouting at each other. Do you want me to shout at you now?
13: <laughs> Please. Uh, um, yeah, so, look like, uh, halfway through it, I just sort of realised what was going on, and in the background, the two mics were still shouting at each other and, and just cracked up laughing, and we couldn't continue. That's a bit
2: harsh, isn't it? roger <laughs> 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 Richard, you're a very, very dirty man. Thank you. Um, Russ, oh, God, another dirty man. Well, you stay there, we'll come to you in a bit. 03444991000 is the telephone number. We are dissecting the A to Z
1: of the Fifty Shades of Grey sequel movie... Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can You can call in about anything you want. If, I, I, I am particularly keen to hear from you, though, if you did enjoy um, the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey movie, because I didn't... What, what? Just give me those stats there. This is this is uh 63
12: responses 63 retweets 142 likes okay but he has been he has been up for
2: 22 hours we've got more likes (laughs) anyway (laughs) so childish (laughs) we're just comparing our tweet stats to someone else's in a really childish way i'm gonna be 44 soon jeez i'm gonna be 44 soon what month is it now it's february april Made. four months i'm gonna be 44 sweet no. lord
12: worse than that i'm gonna be 40 well
2: again russ <laughs> someone who saw 40 many many years ago russ oh hello hello russ go, 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 get off the speakerphone and put the phone to your ear there's uh, a good no, boy i'm a speakerphone actually
5: oh. i beat you to it this time
2: oh. i was prepped
5: and ready well and done
2: somebody's learning
5: yes yes my love yes my darling um, what you got for us <laughs> Uh, well, I rang up about um, crapping charity shops, but um, on that thing you're on about the the, the 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 warm milk. Yes. Oh no! I believe <laughs> you, you, you. can talk, Kath.
12: Well, I know, it's and I think morning. I pushed it as far as it will go. But I'm waiting for you to pole vault over the line. No, apparently, without
2: a pole vault.
5: It's from the male yak.
2: Oh. Apparently so. Japanese plum milk. No, well, no, it's not. It's not milk. No, it's not. It doesn't mean milk from testicles. It meant milk that was flavoured with pu- with plum. Since when has yak meant testicles?
3: He, he, says the ma- yak he says
2: the male yak. No. <laughs> That's why he's talking. Russ is <laughs> trying to get a dirty one over on you and you've let him have you. Russ has snuck in, <laughs> taken you from behind and now everyone's having a look.
12: Well, I feel used.
2: <laughs> Russell. <laughs> Russell.
5: Unbelievable! Oh, Unbelievable! Filth, lots of filth, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking about this Fifty Shades and uh, yeah. the amount of copies in cha- charity shops. I, I have noticed that. Yeah. myself. I don't want to read um,
12: someone
5: else's. Another one is DVDs. Oh yeah, and uh, you could guarantee every charity shop I go in, there's a, a glut of um, Born, the Born
2: movies, yeah. and um, Borat. It used to be. I tell you what, it used to be. About ten, ye- 10, 15 years ago, it used to be in the record section. Every charity shop had five copies of that Leo Sayer album, where he's jumping in midair and he's got his legs spread open. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Find that you'll find it on your computer, cat. But you're right. Now it is. Am um, I going to
12: be googling Leo now, Sayer leg spread? Yes.
2: Now it is Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey and Born DVDs. You're absolutely. And Bora, I've never seen Bora. I'm never going to watch it. Um... Oh, it's, it, it's uh, the, the thing. Is the best one. Um,
5: oh, Bruno. Oh, man.
12: Is it Endless Flight?
2: Yeah, that's it. The it, one, it yeah, it, endless flight. That's the
5: one. Because he's
12: also a Kimbo a, in the just, very best of.
5: Yeah. It's just a copy of Borat, to be fair. It's just funnier. Uh,
2: well, I, I, you know, I, I I work with the guy. I don't need to see
5: lots story. of rude jokes mm. and you know double entendres, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Hey, have you heard? Yes.
2: They're bringing back Where's Gummidge. Oh no! Thanks for calling, Russ. Um, <clears throat> pick a letter.
12: Uh, D.
2: D. oh D is for double D. The size of the boobs in the movie has been increased to double Ds as people wanted bigger knockers for their dollars. Not really. D is for Dakota Johnson. Oh, here we go. The daughter of Melanie Griffiths and Don Johnson's repli- reprises her role as innocent Anna, who's who is in for more she sex than before. She
12: wasn't innocent by the end of the first film.
2: She says... The film is more about discovering Anastasia's sexual journey. There were no inhibitions. He even touched my (laughs) (laughs) pee-pee. Gosh. Sexy. Um, I'm going to go for um, that one. Uh, J is for Jamie Dornan. The Northern Irish actor. Admitted it was easier to film red-hot scenes with Dakota this time round (laughs) because they've had time to get to know each other. We have a great love and respect for each other, he says, up top the Eiffel Tower. H is for heart. Christian finally lets Anna touch him in the forbidden zone. Oh,
12: yeah. You know where that is?
2: That's just his heart before you get too excited. No, it's
12: his chest, because he's got all scarring on his chest from Mm. something that happened in his past that's supposed to keep me interested enough to read three books, but didn't for me.
2: Is that well? So what is, is that? Is that when he was raped by Kim Basinger? No, he's trials? had some
12: sort of skirmish.
2: <clears throat> um, e is for E L James, the author of the novels. Real name Erica loves the fan response to the films. It was panned, love. Everybody panned it to the point where the movie uh, movie industry was was thinking damn, we're tied into two more of these turkeys. But
12: she loves the fans' response because they went to see it numerous times. Oh, here we go.
2: The fans' response. It blows me away every time. I miss that scene. People can be disparaging, but the fans are still up for it. Yeah. Um... Uh, w is for this is actually quite boring i mean it just makes the, fam, the film sound boring n is for nudity dakota goes stark as in the flick but jamie refused to go fully naked and wore a pouch over his privates although he does flash his backside if we don't see we do see his dinkle one in the first one don't you
12: did we see his dinkle you get a
2: glimpse of we well, get a glimpse of dinkle whether it's his or a stunt uh, a stunt one
12: i was so bored i didn't even, get, uh, that, even that didn't rouse my interest
2: um Z is for Zane, former 1D star oh, Zane yeah. Malik teams up with Taylor Swift for the Well, that's a good booking for him, isn't it? Yeah, Team yes, up with Taylor great. Swift. It's very good. That is an excellent they booking. They did a
12: sexy video but they there's no touching in it because obviously Taylor Swift is best friends with Gigi Hadid it, who's his girlfriend. Is
2: it like um when Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder did Ebony and Ivory? They didn't even meet. In they, so were, many they, ways. Were in, they were they uh, were on different continents. Yeah. Stevie was in LA, Paul was in uh, London. Yeah. And they they um
12: it, it was like that, except they were both in the same hotel in
2: London. Beers for bondage. The sequel features two bondage scenes. Is that all? I wanna tell you what, right? Because buy a ticket for this costs you fifteen quid. Sit in the West End for that. For fifteen quid, you go to the right shops and know the right people. You can get three DVDs, ninety minutes each. It's all bondage.
12: You don't even need to do that. It's, it's all free. All bondage. You can get it online.
2: D, B is for bondage. The sequel features two bondage, bondage scenes, including one showing Anna strapped to a bondage bar with foot restraints in the notorious Red Room of Pain.
12: Here's a thought. Save your 15 quid. Have a look online and get something for free, right? And then after that five minutes is up, go and buy a proper book.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, oh, here we go. R is for Rita Aura. Reets is back. Uh, Reets?
12: Well, she was barely in it, was There's she? There's
2: Christian's sister Mia, hopefully getting more airtime than her blink and your missed appearance around the first time. S is for sex toys. Dakota admitted she was a novice when it came to kinky accessories but now can't get enough of them. Well.
12: I um, bet she has got enough of them. Um,
2: F is for flange. B Be fun. pardon? Butt plug. <laughs> D is for
3: dongle,
2: um, <laughs> C is for Claire. No, no, no. I don't think I'll be going to see that.
12: What if they send us free tickets? No,
2: I'd, even if even, it, it would be like um, it would be like when we went to see Frank Zappa and we were a week early and we realised quickly it was a street cat called Bob. <laughs> that was free, and we were sat there. We were sat there. And a street cat called Bob started, and we didn't have to be anywhere for the next hour and a half. I'd
12: never run out of a cinema before.
2: We would rather um, get to work ridiculously early with nothing to do than sit in front of a free screening of a street cat named Bob. Imagine that. Imagine how bad that film must appear to us if, 30 seconds into it, realise... Oh, no, this is, should, should we go to work? It be really early. Yeah, might as well. Scarper. Instead of watching this film for free? Yeah, might as well. Might as well do that, because this looks utter pony. Utter pony. Last 20 minutes of the show, dear listener, if you want to give us a call, well, um, you can't.
1: Late night, Ian Lee on
2: Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: Well, this is the thing, you see, um, I've said I don't want people to call in and they've called in. Let's go to Lane. Good evening, Lane. Tonight, my name is Bernard.
7: Good evening, Bernard. And I'm wondering, what,
2: what, what, what's all this, six talk about? It, Why are you talking about six? It's, well, it's because the new Fifty Shades... What What's it called? Fifty Shades of Greyer. Darker. Because oh, okay, the movie's what, coming out. What What? What the hell are you talking about? Shades of Grey. It, it kind of flips between Irish and elderly. Elderly?
1: Yeah. Elderberry.
2: Elderberry. Elderberry. I don't understand. Here's one thing I won't do. Yes. I will not buy the drinks at Wagamama's. I think they're overpriced. The food, delicious. Really nice meal tonight. Lovely ribs. But I won't buy the drinks. They always look enticing, but they're like £3.50, and I think that's too much. What are they? Fantastic noodles. Uh, Ed! Lovely noodles. Absolutely wonderful noodles. Fantastic noodles. Wonderful. The ramen there is stupendous. But I will not buy the drinks.
3: I'm
2: really hungry. Yeah, I They have a rather splendid Disabled lift. It's the one at Leicester Square. They have a really good one at like the one that we went to in Windsor, because the boys wanted to play on it, but it said out of order, which meant disabled people couldn't eat there. Do they, are All Wagamamas underground? No. I can't they think they of one I've lifts. been to that's overground. Now, he, now he's mentioned it. All <laughs> <South laughs> Wagamamas. South,
12: and... that one. I've only been to one on the South Bank, and that was overground.
2: There's oh, only there's only oh. one there's only one lane that's overground. Good. Good. At least there's one. Well, I'm glad we've sorted that out. That means that disabled people will have to travel to the South Bank, which is uh, a bugger on the trains. Um, Vinny! Hey, um, I heard you're doing a
9: competition. Uh, £50,000 for, uh, like, a voice, Guess the Voice
2: or something? Yeah, that's right. We're doing a Guess the Voice competition. And you were £50,000. That's correct. £50,000 could be yours... If you can guess the voice. All right. I Now, th- th- we've had several attempts. Catherine, maybe you'd like to run through some of the wrong attempts we've had, please. OK,
12: some of the wrong attempts we've had. Julia Somerville, the um, newsreader.
2: Yep.
12: Uh, we also had um, Jimmy Somerville, the singer. Yep. And we also had Jimmy Nesbitt.
2: I'm going to play the clip now. OK. Um, you're allowed to ask animal, mineral, vegetable... Okay. And then I must take your answer. You ready?
9: Alright. What do you think about stem cell research?
2: I'm gonna play it one more time.
9: What do you think about stem cell research? Is it Dave quitted
2: for the bill? It's a good guess. You you I'm gonna hear it one more time. What do you
9: think about stem cell research? Yeah, I've gonna step to, stick to the, the answer.
2: Stetson. I'm afraid you've got oh. it wrong. I do apologise, young though. lady. Listen, go go home. You've done well. Tell your boyfriend. Tell your mum. You got this far, but you go home oh. empty-handed. Thank you so much, madam. Yeah, uh, I got one more for the Deadpool thing. Yes, thank you so much for calling. Let's... So close. Wasn't she brave? Mm. Wasn't she brave?
12: But she came with nothing. She had a good why,
2: time. Why is there Ed We need to sort this out, right? Because there is distortion. Yeah, there is distortion. Um, and, and, uh, and... What do you think about stem cell research? Is it my computer? Are you over
12: because it's too loud?
2: I'm not, no, 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 it's not an overmod thing. So even if it's quiet, it's, it's, um, it's... What do you think about stem cell research? It, it, it's, it's distortion on the line.
7: What do you think about stem cell research?
2: So I don't know, I don't, this is why I suck this.
12: I don't think there's any excuse for doing that.
2: <laughs> Will! Hello.
4: Hi, Will. Uh, excuse me, I'm in the middle of a field of sheep... What? I'm in a field full of sheep. Oh. uh,
2: May I ask why? Because I am feeding them. Are you allowed to feed them? I am. They are mine. Oh, well, then that's... How many sheep do you have? I have the minimum number required to be
4: uh, called a flock. Twelve. Three. No. Correct,
2: three. Is it really?
12: Well... Otherwise, it's a pair. I think
2: so. Oh, so it's not, I thought you. Sorry, for a second, I thought uh, we were talking about an official, actual term. You just you're. No, you're...
4: I, I, um, four years ago, I decided I want some sheep, so I'm going to get some. And then I figured two is not enough because they, they're you know herd animals, and uh, you know more time. Do you, you ever you... sit? Do you
2: ever straddle them and pretend to ride them? Oh yeah. Yeah, we go. I'll do
4: I'll do that right now. One second. I know this is the radio. He's but gonna but
2: straddle a sheep listen, live on air.
4: Hang on, there's one trying to climb up me. One second, one second. Sheep straddling is complete.
2: I am straddled now, live. Oh back of the sheep. To we've it. all we've all wanted to or have done the straddling of a sheep.
12: Do they have oh, names, Will?
2: Oh they do. They have they have pedigree certificates and everything. What's Will give us their
4: names? Right, I'm currently straddling Annabelle, who's uh, nearly ten
2: years old now. (sighs) Just say that sentence again. (laughs) I'm currently straddling Annabelle,
4: the sheep, I should uh, (laughs) add, (laughs) who is uh, nearly ten years old...
2: (laughs) <laughs> doesn't it sound wrong though? I mean, doesn't much. it? And Ed, you can edit that to take the sheep <laughs> bit out, can't you? So he sounds no, no, like a sex no, 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 no,
4: no, no. no, she's an old lady. I mean, most
2: people tend to uh, eat. She'd sheep be that'd be mutton, people. wouldn't it? She'd be mutton if you were to if you yeah. were to slice if we went nuclear and you had to kill her and slice <laughs> her up. I mean, I wouldn't want to eat. Not meat. while he's straddling her, please. No, well, you slit the throat. Um, but um, <laughs> she'd do. that'd be that'd be very very chewy meat, wouldn't it? I don't think I
4: could. If it ever came to that, I'd have to have to some have some kind of deal with someone else who had sheep. And I'll say, well, listen, I, I don't know your sheep. I don't know their names. Oh, I'd kill, I'd kill Annabelle for you, Will.
3: I'd I'd don't kill Annabelle that.
4: for
12: you. Anyway, <laughs> no. what are the so others' we've names? Annabelle,
4: we've got Annabelle, we've got Rose, and we've got
2: Marge. OK. Well,
12: they sound delightful.
2: They're, they're a rare breed sheep. Do you not and, want a ram? No. Do you want to make baby sheep lambs? No, 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 I couldn't handle any more. Topped,
12: that's what they call it, uh, when they've been
2: topped. Brilliant creatures, they're really peaceful, they eat grass... Have you ever? And I'm, Now, this is a genuine you question. You can't ask me that. That's no, service. genuine question, right? If yeah. you were to use a turkey baster, but the turkey baster, instead of being full of ram's no, juice...
0: stop it!
2: ...was full of man's juice... No, it wouldn't work. Why not? Because it's the same stuff. No, it's not. What well, would come out? I thought I'd better,
4: better check online and know uh, it. Um, Have I'm you safe. looked it up? <laughs> of course.
2: Of <laughs> course. You disgusting. see, because he's a bloke like me. Of course he's looked what? it up because he's thought about what it. Well out, <laughs> done.
12: What would come out would be a "ma'am"
4: or. <laughs> Assured. I think if it was possible, we would, have, we would have seen examples of it by now in history.
2: Yeah, well, uh, you, the, the government don't want us to know these things. <laughs> anyway, what are you called in for, Will, apart from to
4: show off? Um, well, um, I'm, I'm walking back from the paddocks now, because that job is done. Um, Rita Ora, I just cannot hear her name without thinking,
3: Rita Ora, I've for courage.
2: And that's how we started the show, with the, with the Rita Aura yeah, advert, exactly. yeah,
4: which is actually I, I quite racist. Read, I can't hear the, the name without thinking
2: uh, Rita
3: Aura. Rita he's got oh, there
2: a fella go. doing, he's doing the Muppets all by himself, this fella, yeah,
6: isn't he?
3: Yeah. Well, how
6: well you thank you for that.
2: But one, one last one. Oh, no, time. go on. Yeah, go on. Up. What, what, what? Go on, go on, go on.
4: Just briefly, you were talking about those um, sound recorder devices. I've got the same one as you, by the sound of it.
2: The Zoom H seven or six or something. Uh, mine's Mine's a five, but they're brilliant, brilliant well, things. Well, mine's making... either a six or a seven, so mine is one or yeah. at least one, maybe tw- two, better than you.
4: Uh, but yeah, I've I, I've taken it all over the place. So I do a lot of open mics, so I, t- I tend to record the open mic. Yeah,
2: it was, a, it, was so. a, it was a it was a sound little investment. That it was um, the, 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 the 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 probably the only piece of kit that I have bought that I actually <laughs> still use and and, yeah. and get you know got my money's worth out of. Um,
4: I, I took my. i bootlegged a concert with mine as well.
2: Ooh, mate. Well, yes. yours must be a tiny one then. Yeah, um, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, mine's just, mine's yeah. the size mine's the size of my hand. All right, boys.
4: Yeah, it's about that. But it um, it was a Howard Jones concert.
2: Oh, this is he thing. To all of my friends, refused yeah. every he, invitation on this show. He, he
4: was doing a um, like a, an acoustic. Set. He literally yeah. is just him and a piano yeah. in a sort of little tin pot village hall
2: in my, in my house. Yeah, he refuses yeah, to come not- on this show.
12: Well, he doesn't. I think he's hard to he get do- hold of. But I used to know the guy who handled his PR, but I've not got him on Facebook I anymore. have got
2: a great picture backstage at the Bare Naked Ladies. Um, with my boys, with Howard Jones. Howard Jones was there, and I said... But the boys didn't have a clue who he was. I said, boys, you've got to come with me and stand next to this guy. I want a picture of you (laughs) with Howard Jones. And I've got this brilliant picture, and and bless Howard, he was very gracious, and let me take this picture. Um, Oh, clicked clicked clicking her fingers. I've
12: remembered his name, I'm going to
2: send him a message. Who, Howard Jones? It's Howard Jones.
12: Well, he
4: actually said at the beginning of his uh, concert, he said, I don't mind if you... Record it as long as you're not going to try and sell it afterwards or something something along those lines. Oh, well, so good for cool. him.
2: I've I've been to a couple of concerts where the artist has said, "Look, you can record it, and if you work out a way of making money out of it, let me know because we don't know how to." But, <laughs> but uh, right. tape it, and I, I and I think that's um, the way forward. I, I, I think it's slightly different for a comedian. In that you don't necessarily want your act to be shared, but for music, I think that's great. But,
4: but it is good because if you tell people they can't do it, they just want to do it even more, and they're more likely to do it. Oh, I used to be a
2: massive bootlegger. I used to, <laughs> I used to, and I used it used to ruin the enjoyment of concerts because I'd be worried about where my microphone was placed and all of this <laughs> stuff. And I recorded stuff on tape, and, um, and that, but you, can, the thing is now you can get a really good recording on your iPhone. Yeah, they're not. They're not bad. No, they're. Pro- no, I got. I a, a really. What was the, um, the the app I got on there? Um, oh, I don't. I don't remember. But I, I got. I remember getting a really good recording of the monkeys when I went to the states on my iPhone. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Well, thank you very much indeed. Although, of course, guys, um, don't don't record um, concerts. That's illegal. That's bootlegging. And um, it's naughty. It is very naughty. And oh, now Twitter's gone down. twitter gone down. This is the song for all of my friends. Da- damaging preconceived ideas. Oh, don't give up. They let up down your brain. Be-be-de-ba. Stand both sides. Throw, Throw off your, your mental chains. chains. Why would people retweet me and comment on the retweet but not follow me on Twitter? That's just...
12: Because they only want a piece of you, Ian.
2: Showbiz. What have I written here? Tit-tat. I've written tit-tat. Oh, tit-tat!
12: <laughs> oh, are you talking about a, a tattoo on a breast? Sorry. I know exactly what we're talking about then. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> tit-tat. <laughs> it's literally what he it means. It's
12: Roger Taylor's girl, isn't it? my shorthand
2: look a tit-tat. I thought maybe I was reading it wrong. So Roger Taylor's. This is what I meant. The whole show to be. Roger Taylor's daughter.
12: Roger Taylor of Queen.
2: That's the fella. Um, she's a uh, sexy model now, sexy lady model, and she's there in her pants and her bra, um, but underneath her, tit, um, she's got a tap. Tit tap. Now, uh, it's four letters. It's a, it, it's not done particularly well. It's either, I think it's F R R L, but it could be P R R L. What's her name? Tiger Lily. That's
12: not her initials, then.
2: What's his last name? Taylor. Taylor. Tiger Lily T T T T this is going around in circles, aren't we? Queen star Roger Taylor's daughter. I like Roger Taylor. I never met him. But you see him on telly being interviewed, you think, he looks like a decent bloke.
12: He was on uh, Brian Pern, wasn't he? He was quite funny. Yeah,
2: he? he looks like a really decent bloke. I met Brian May. Brian May's a nice bloke. Mm-hmm. But Roger Taylor, you look, you think, yeah, he looks like a nice bloke. Roger I Taylor. like his
12: voice. He's got like a Rod Stewart voice. He has, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah
2: I like that, that kind of whiskey voice. Mm-hmm. Pe- uh, uh, the the drummer in Kiss, um, Peter chris has, uh, has got that as well. Queen star Roger Taylor's daughter, Tiger Lily, beats her drummer dad by appearing without her kit. That's clever, <laughs> i not That's good. The student, 23, has stripped down to her undies to pose for lingerie firm, Blue Bella. Tiger Lily, who designed some of the range herself, put her modelling career on hold to study for an English degree at Sussex University. Very sensible. But the Londoner, child of supermodel Debbie Leng, 53 and Roger 67 is now drumming up interest in fashion again as she prepares to graduate she's bound to be a sex symbol <sharp inhale> symbol ding yeah um good. but what does that stand for that um, interesting tattoo just just beneath her boob if anyone knows please maybe it's an instruction um it's either f r r L or it's P R Feel right
12: <laughs> Rotate left <What>?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it Well we did a whole show We didn't mention Farage We didn't mention Burko, We didn't um, I don't know what we talked about to be honest But we got through it I know I'm going to stop off at the, the garage on the A4 uh, f- Four and get something to eat. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit Hank Marvin as well. Uh, that's it, dear listener. Don't forget, we will be um, looking on Friday at your reviews you've left for this show on um, iTunes. And by coincidence, the one that we like the most by coincidence, that person might get a package through the post containing um, signed bit tat, signed tat. Um, so go to iTunes. Leave a review. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, dear listener.
1: Talk Radio 24 hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.